0: Good morning. Pop culture leftovers might not be suitable for people who can't handle insane amounts of profanity, so you might want to fuck off. Pop culture leftovers might take its time getting around to its advertised content as well. If this is a huge problem for you, then you too can fuck off. Pop culture leftovers typically has a long run time as well. If you can't handle a four to six hour podcast, then you probably won't like us, and you too can join the aforementioned cockfistles and fuck off altogether in unison. Others who may not be able to handle pop culture leftovers include children under the age of 14, if you regularly listen to NPR, are a pregnant woman that has spent most of your first, second, and third trimester looking at stupid shit on both Etsy. And Pinterest, if you tuck in your t-shirts, if you use a Bluetooth headset in public, if you go to motivational speaking seminars, if you have life goals, if you have self-respect, if you have a heart condition, if you're a huge pussy, if you're a huge pussy with a heart condition, or if your name is Melvin, TFS706, or TJ Lamb. Everyone else, please enjoy. Episode 215. There's already like $7 million- It's a trap. To toss it, taste it? Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, erase it, let's embrace it. party. Subculture spill over like a vulture carry over. Culture over, pop culture I Uncool kids. What's this already been said? The sure that the only talent. It's the band that's singing. There's leftovers. Are, are, are you ready for the only podcast hotter than a human torch? It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, four, three, two, one.
1: One. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian, and I am a leftover. Jake is not on this part of the podcast. There might be a second part of the podcast that I record tomorrow. Uh, that'll be like part two, and I'll just tack it onto this entire fucking episode. But uh, yeah, things changed this week. I do have some guests with me, and I'm going to explain the changes here in a moment. Uh, but we are joined this week by Dan West. Welcome. Hello. Uh, we are also joined by uh, Jesse Candalori of the Candalorians. Hi. And finally, uh, Rebecca Daling. Welcome.
2: Hey, how's it going,
1: guys? Good, yeah. Got ourselves a little bit of a round table. Things kind of got shaken up this past week. We were supposed to be doing the, uh, Tupperware's award show where we're handing out tuppies. Uh, that's not gonna happen this week. We're gonna postpone that till next week. Jake had to work, I believe, between 70 to 75 hours this week. So he is not available right now. And if we did them tomorrow, we would not have our third Dan. Uh, able to record with us tomorrow. So we're gonna postpone that for next week. Uh, I did promise everybody an episode though this week, so I wanted to put something out. Uh, I don't have like a, an entire episode like we typically do written up because I was not expecting to do this episode this week. And I've had some other wonderful fucking things happen (laughs) this fucking week that I can go, I'll go over it right now. Um, first off, um, been my my dog has not been feeling my dog had not been feeling well for quite some time benny and uh, i had to take him in last week to be put down and that was uh that was really hard um it uh it was uh it was the, the vet believes it was stomach cancer and um it just got to the point where I just couldn't see him in the pain anymore, so I had to do it, it, you know, it had to be done. Uh, but I couldn't even grieve properly because two days later, I fucking ruptured my Achilles tendon. And it was literally the, I've never had any type of, like Dan, you're like, I'm yeah, not, I'm not poking fun, but you're in the hospital a lot, man. You know? Yeah, and, and, I know, I'm there all the time. And I'm not poking fun. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I've considered myself, you know, you know, I, uh, kind of blessed in that area to where I've never really had to go to the hospital for anything. I broke my arm when I was nine years old. I uh was in the emergency room for trying to uh commit suicide once yeah awkward brian that you would bring that up well it's fucking true and get over it and i'm on some hydrocodone fucking medical painkillers right now so i might be a little loopy and weird i feel stoned uh but you know so i've only been in the hospital a few times other than like regular checkups and i think i had my uh wisdom teeth taken out when i was 19 uh that's it i've never had any surgeries none of that shit and uh, so for this to happen, it happened on New Year's Day. Hey, fuck you, Brian. How do you want to spend your New Year's? Oh, you want to spend it in the hospital? Because that's exactly what fucking happened. <laughs> uh, my car wouldn't start that morning. And so I was like, oh, I'll push it into my garage. And it wouldn't move. So I was like, "Ah, oh, I'll call my sister and her husband to come over and we'll push it. And uh, we're having a hell of a time getting it into my garage because it's like, not on a big hill, but a little, 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 I don't know. You'd have to see it, but, um, and so I was like, Oh, you know, I'll, uh, I really want to get a good, you know, I keep sliding on this fucking ice. So let me put, the, I've got, uh, I've got those little, um, they're, they're these little covers and they've got like, uh, spikes on them. You can put them on your yeah. shoes. So like, mm-hmm. you don't lose your, grip well yeah they work they fucking do their job because um, (laughs) my heel wouldn't give out and neither would the car and one of them had to give and it was my Achilles tendon (sighs) and I oh, felt it just, fucking snap, you know, oh. I was talking to the doctor and they're like, they're like, ah, oh, what did it feel like? You know? And I'm like, <laughs>
3: I, would have asked, I would have asked the same exact question though.
1: Well, see, the thing, and if you were
3: I, on my table, I would have just been like, so tell me all about this horrific thing that happened. Well, I'm
1: about to tell ya. It actually, <laughs> if you, you ever see like a pair of uh, Chinese finger cuffs.
3: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: No. Now take, take a pair of Chinese finger cuffs and I want you to attach one end. To a car, and the other end to another car, and then I want you to drive away. Uh, I want both cars to drive away as fast as they fucking can. Okay, that's what it felt like. It felt like it just snapped, and uh, it, it it felt like somebody shot me, and yep. uh, I fell to the ground writhing in pain, uh, tears coming out of my eyes. I felt like I was going to cry. And then I felt like I was going to pass out. Uh, I then started to lose vision. I uh, started to see uh, my sister go blurry and shit. Uh, before I passed out, I'm trying to tell her where my car keys are. Um, you know, and, <laughs> oh you know, and I'm like, I'm, and then I felt real thirsty, like real thirsty. I was like, I need water. I need water. She gets my sister sits in the fucking car and then she sits down. And she's not handing me the water. My hand me the water. And so she finally hands me the. I start drinking. And I start to feel better. Um, but uh, they take me to the uh, the emergency room, and uh, you know it's like, and then they gotta do all these fucking X rays. And I know it's like I damn well know it's my it's my tendon. And you're not gonna see that shit in a fucking X ray. And I right. uh, they gotta do it anyway. And then yeah. uh, you know, and then I got and then I get the MRI. Um, you know, I've never had an MRI done and uh that was pretty fucking wild. Um I felt like I felt like I was uh like a tampon getting inserted and then
2: <laughs> Wait, wait, you were all the way in the tube? No, no,
1: no, no. No, no. I felt like I was a tampon getting inserted. I didn't I bought oh, the wrong no. size. <laughs> um That's the tip. Yeah. And then uh, then, and then and then there was like this jackhammer sound in the background. So I got to listen to New York City's construction going on, road work. And then – and yeah, it was fucked up. And then I had to go back in like a couple days later to get labs done and an EKG. They told me now that I've turned 40 – yeah, I turned 42 days later. If it's not a constant fucking reminder that I fucking tore my Achilles tendon and I turned 40, it's like the two go hand in hand just to say, Brian, you're fucking old now, asshole. And so it's it, – and, and so then I go in to like get lab tests done and my EKG and like there's this old sweet lady who has the social skills of a fucking – like a, a, an idiot. I I don't know. Like she's trying to be sweet, right? You know, like she's trying to be sweet. Everything she says, she giggles after it because she's just awkward and weird and it's like I'm not in the I whatever fucking mood you're in lady and however you deal with things I'm not there with you at all and I was not about to play your little bullshit game. She was saying shit like, "Oh, the uh quite, quite the way to bring in the new year, huh?" <laughs> That's oh, oh, God. I oh, man, and I, I I looked at her and I said, "No, it's not." And I'm not, I'm not laughing. I am not, I'm not playing this fucking bullshit game where I have to, where I have to then, just because she's gotta be an awkward fucking bitch and say the dumbest fucking thing at the worst time, it doesn't mean that I have to be the awkward guy that has to awkwardly laugh at that. No, I can just tell her no, give her a deadpan look, and tell her to do her fucking job right okay what, whatever whatever little, little tubes and shit you gotta put on me to do this little ekg thing whatever little suction cup you're gonna slap on my nipple to do this fucking thing do your job stop making the awkward fucking jokes and get me the fuck out of here nancy i don't know just, wow it, yeah dude i'm sorry i'm so i'm sick of hospitals i'm sick of wearing this fucking boot i'm sick of uh, it's just ridiculous so
4: yeah uh, i've been there <laughs>
2: Can I just say, for you being high on painkillers, your memory is amazing. <laughs> amazing. When I had surgery, I had a Vicodin. I had – taken two Vicodins because I was in terrible pain. I was high like you would not believe, and I, I have very hazy memories of those days. Yeah. Uh Kudos to you, my friend. I'm only every taking
1: evening. I'm 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 only taking one of these a day. Um, I'm not going to. They want me to take one every six hours for the pain, and they're like, ah, if you wake up in the middle of the night, you're gonna regret it. And I'm like like, I know, <laughs> whatever, dude. You're you're about as fucking weird and dramatic as that old fucking lady slapping shit on my nipples. Fuck off. Um, <laughs> but here's the thing: like, I want to take one a day because, like, I I don't have an addictive personality and I don't want to start getting addicted to this hydrocodone shit. So, yes, you know, nasty. so, and I don't, and, and I don't particularly like the way I feel on it. So it does help with like pain and shit, but you know, I'm, I'm, I don't really like the way I feel on it. And then it's weird. Like, you know, I feel like this whole time I've been kind of like cheated out of, cause like my mind's been on like, when am I going to get back to work? When am I going to? When's you know, I hope this heals up. Okay. I've never had surgery before. And, you know, my dog passed away and I feel like, you know, I haven't even had time to like properly grieve. I feel like that's still going to hit me, uh, you know, and, um, it's just, everything is just 2018 sucks. I come home, we're going to get the content or whatever. You're not, you know what, you're not even supposed to be getting an episode this week. So chill the fuck out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, that's it. I come home and then I, I got my two cats that are waiting for me and, uh, and it was weird. It was weird because, like, like, when I got home, you know, I hadn't been home, like, all day. I hadn't been home for a, quite a while. And uh, they're, like, like one of my cats is, like, looking at me real fucking weird. And the other one's hiding. I'm freaking out. Like, where are you? I finally find them. And then they, they come out. And they, they creep out slowly. And they look at me differently because, I, and I figured it out. Like, why are they looking at me like I'm fucking weird? And it's because I'm limping. I'm limping. And, uh-huh. Well, hold on. I think this has to do with, like, you know, like, for thousands of years, we've domesticated cats to the point where, like, they live with us now, you know? Cats used to be wild and shit, and uh now we've domesticated them. But they still have that hunting instinct, right? So, like, you know, they'll kill mice and shit if they're in your home. When they saw me limping, I'm thinking to myself, I actually think that my cats saw me kind of, like, as an injured animal or something. Yep. So they were— <laughs> part, They were confused. Before
4: you came in, man, they were, like, talking to each other. And they were like, oh, we see see him coming down the drive. He's not walking
1: right. He's weak. Let's kill him. That's that's exactly. (laughs)
0: Let's get him.
1: That's
2: exactly. Now our chance to take over.
1: (laughs) It was weird. There was was a lot of conflict I could see in their little eyes. And it it was, like, number one, like, he provides us food. But right now he might be food. What the fuck is going on? You know? (laughs) It was weird. (laughs) And so, no, I, I, it, they've gotten used to it within the past couple of days, but I could, I could honestly tell, like, they were really, they, they were freaked out by, I, not, by, I think they were freaked out by how they were feeling, like, they were coming to terms with, like, what yeah. they, with, like, what they were feeling, you know? Like, I don't think that they were scared of me, they were scared of, like, confronting themselves right (laughs) having an existential crisis right exactly like like this is like you know if they took if they were like like billionaires that like paid for like a weekend out in like South Africa to sweat and take ayahuasca and figure out who the fuck they are they did it when I came home limping so, yeah, it was, it was, it was a fucking weird, you know, moment for them. So I, I felt bad for them. So I, <laughs> I was like, I, I, I'm gonna try to like get around and be mobile when they're sleeping so they don't have to deal with this shit. So.
4: I yeah, know. man, I've, I've told you like, you know, on Facebook and stuff that I've snapped my Achilles tendon before as well. As yeah. soon as Jess said, like, what does it feel like? And yeah. for me, oh. the only thing I could equate it to is, It was like there was a tiny blob of C (laughs) four
2: in the back of my heel, yeah,
4: Yeah. and I I jumped off of this wall, racing uh, to a house, uh, racing my friend to use the bathroom because we're both drunk, and I fell off the wall and landed wrong, and it just it just snapped, and it sounds like a a giant elastic band going. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and uh Oof. yeah, I, I I, mean, kudos to Brian, because I did pass out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, my brain was like, well, fuck this. I'm going to sleep.
1: <laughs> I, di- I, di- I didn't want to. I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to no." But it felt like I was like my vision was starting to get blurry. And like, you know how like uh, it- it's the daytime and we've got a bunch of snow on the ground right now. And so when the sun yeah. hits the snow, yeah. it just kind of like also casts a reflection, kind of like. And so, um, like, it's, like, everything's really bright, too, at that moment. It was just just a bizarre experience, so.
4: Yeah, but I had that whole water thing as well, like, when I woke up. I think it's the shock kicking in, like, your body mm-hmm. goes into survival yeah. mode. and mm-hmm. just, like,
0: yeah.
4: give me that, I need that to live. So you just drink loads and loads of water, and it's yeah. sort of like, you know.
0: Oh, you God, know, I raise,
4: was... Raises your blood pressure again and, like, calms you down and stuff. Oh,
1: yeah, I felt like if I... Unless I got that water in me, man, like, I was going to pass out. I really needed that water. So, yeah, it's weird. You yeah. do. You go
4: into survival mode, dude. It's it's really odd. And when those, like, kind of, like, primeval instincts, like, kick in, it's, it's weird. It's a strange mm-hmm. feeling because yeah. we never, like, experienced that. So it just it just takes you over. It's oh, I know. Old. There's
1: really nothing. It, it's not like you can think about anything else. That's like you're nope. there in that moment. It's not like I'm like, oh shit, what's what's my what, what do I gotta get for groceries tonight? You know, it's like no, yeah. it's like no, <laughs> asshole. This yeah. fucking hurts. Ah, and we're in the moment. <laughs> you know. So yeah, it it sucked, man. And like, oh god, and it had to happen. Like literally, like you know, two days before my birthday, and then I go, I got to go back to the doctor like the day after my birthday, and it's like everybody's saying, "Oh, happy belated, but fuck off, I, <laughs> fuck you, oh, Fuck you." <laughs> I'm in a fucking wheelchair, you know. It's like, yeah, I, the thought's sweet, but the, you know, the sentiment's sweet, but it's just the circumstances suck. I get it, and I just had to keep telling myself that, Brian, stop being a cunt because I was being a cunt. And I was being, I was being a cunt to that old lady. You know, she's she's just an awkward weird old lady and she you know, she didn't know what to say. She thought she was you know, giggling and shit being a weird I don't know. I I'm done with her. <laughs> anyway, I was I was being I was being a jerk. I was being a jerk and I you know, you could I guess you could afford you could you could I, It was my it was the day after my birthday. If that's what if I want to be a jerk, I'll be a jerk. Not like I'm not a jerk any other day, but I was a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. oh my
0: God! Yeah, no, oh, no,
4: I know. I feel your pain. Yeah, yeah. I was, as you said, I've been in and out of hospital. It's weird, man. I've mainly been in and out of hosp- hospital since I've been listening to PCL. Yeah. Kind
1: of <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I've only ever been in once when I was a kid. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe if you, maybe if you let us go, you'd be healthy. I'm just yeah. saying. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, because, I mean, it was – I mean, man, it
4: was – I can't remember what happened before episode 100 when I first spoke to you. But it was the one after that. I was like, they were like, you haven't been feeling very well. And I was like, no, I was in hospital because I was vomiting blood. Oh, (laughs) Jesus. And that was the beginning. And then then there
1: was the surgery. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) I should stop. Yeah. Jesus. (laughs) Oh man, do you, do you watch like do you watch like a lot of hospital dramas? Or are you just like fuck that? Know. Oh no, I hate them. Yeah, I would imagine. I'd be, it's
4: it's like, like one of my one of my biggest fears is fear of like illness. Because Dan's it's like something that you can't
1: control. Dan always has that feeling of deja vu when he watches them. He's like, I, I think I've already seen this episode. I think it, I think it was called Thursday. <laughs> Dan- <laughs> oh, That's pretty accurate. Yeah. Alright, guys, uh, we're gonna, th- this episode, it's gonna be a very, I don't know, what, we're, we're gonna, it's, it's gonna be a lot of good pop, bad pop. I, I don't have like the news and stuff like we typically do. I don't have your Marvel's news, your, uh, Marvel's, new, Marvel news. <laughs> I can't even talk. Um, Marvel news, uh, your DC news, your Star Wars news. It's basically gonna be all good pop, bad pop. We are gonna end it on, uh, the comments that Jodie Foster made this past week about superhero movies. If you don't know what I'm talking about, We'll catch you up to speed when we get to that point. But uh, we are going to start off with Good Pop, Bad Pop.
0: It's time for more leftover reviews with Good Pop,
1: Bad Pop. Good Pop, Bad Pop is where we talk about the things in the previous week and or weeks that we either watched or read. Sometimes we rate these things. And if this is your first time listening, we want you to be familiar with our rating system.
0: The rating system
4: is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a
1: Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. All right. So, uh, yeah, it's been a couple weeks. weeks. Um, I've got a lot more time on my hands now to watch it um, that maybe I didn't have time to watch before. Um but, you know, like uh, people mostly know that for good pop, bad pop, I usually bring anyway, like three to four things. But like that could turn into a lot more. Um, <laughs> I did I did first thing I want to talk about like really quickly is a couple weeks ago when it came out, I did go see Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle. Uh the I I would say it's a sequel to uh, Jumanji. Uh four teenagers are sucked into a magical video game and the only way they can escape is to work together to finish the game. Uh I was not one of the people that was raising a raising a fit when they first announced that the uh, the rock would be in a Jumanji single uh sequel. I don't think that the first even though it was like announced like after the death of Robin Williams, I am um, I was never kind of like you can't make a Jumanji sequel without Robin Williams. I was yeah. like, if they would yeah. announce like a, like a Mork movie or something, you know, <laughs> yeah, then oh, yeah. I would have been like, right. whoa, whoa, what the fuck is going on here? No, this is inappropriate. Nobody should be playing Mork other than, you know, it, it, but it, it's Jumanji, you know, and it's, it's, it's been 20 fucking years, people. So, you know, let's introduce Jumanji to a whole new group of young people, and uh and old fans can come back too. I I'm gonna top with this. I loved this Whoa, movie. What? I, had I so, wasn't
3: expecting that.
1: I had so much fun in this movie. It's what? What am I gonna go? What, like seriously? Like there's some okay. dumb movies out there. Like just dumb movies that Hollywood puts together. You know, I'm trying to think of like, what was that, monster trucks where there's an actual monster in the truck? That's, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. fucking dumb. They actually really tried in this movie to, to put together something fun and something special for you to watch in the theater. I mean, I, you know, yeah, I, every once in a while I'll go see an indie art house film, but like every once in a while I just like, I want to see Jack Black act like a teenage girl. I mean, you know, that's, <laughs> and I loved it, you know, I absolutely loved it, you know, um I I know um uh, Rebecca you saw this as well, right?
2: I I did. I saw it because you you had posted on the page about it and yeah. it's really the only reason why I went to see it. Yeah. Um I I loved this movie. I didn't expect to. Yeah. And I will say that Jack Black stole this movie. Uh, completely stole it. It mm. He – um it's easy for him to be like way too much in a movie. Uh, he was not too much in this movie and he was hilarious. The whole scene where he's peeing for the first time yeah. as a guy, <laughs> I laughed out loud. It was hilarious. Yeah. Very, very funny. Well, it was I- great.
1: I, I I thought Kevin Hart was like right there with him. I loved Kevin Hart in this movie. Kept Seeing mm-hmm. Kevin Hart get eaten by a hippopotamus hippopotamus <laughs> was hilarious <laughs> and
3: um,
2: no no it was it, I'm telling you it was very entertaining yeah. and I did not expect to be entertained and I also have to say like although there was a good amount of stuff in the trailers the trailers didn't give too much away. Yeah. I felt like there was a lot of good stuff that we didn't see in the trailers which is great. Um I did. I, I mean, I laughed also, even when like the Rock for the first time, like he's in that body as the Rock. Yeah. And, but yeah. but inside, but you know, inside he's still that like awkward kid. And yes.
1: Like, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry.
2: Oh my <sighs> gosh, It was so many funny lines in that yeah. movie. It, it was, was great. It was I great.
1: mean, it was one of the great. best performances of like an adult playing a child since like Tom Hanks and Big. Mm-hmm. It was that, absolutely that good. And so wow. like whoever, and uh, when I'm watching this, I'm thinking to myself like, oh my god, like. You've got The Rock playing Black Adam, like who's eventually going to go up against Shazam, and I'm like, God dang it! You know The Rock would have made a great Shazam. I'm like, he really would have after seeing his performance here. So I'm like, whoever, you know, I, who, who's that guy that they've got playing the? It's that guy from Chuck. Is uh, it Zachary Levi? Yeah. Yeah, he's got his work cut out for him, man, cuz I I think uh, I think Dwayne Johnson did a great job in this movie. Karen Gillan, this is the best thing I've ever seen her in. I've never seen her in anything that I've liked her in, really. I mean, oh. yeah, you can say Nebula and she's okay, but it's not like I'm not like leaving the Guardians of the Galaxy films reeling from the Nebula performance, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, you're it, it, I'm I'm t- she's okay she's okay in those movies like she was way better in the second one but I'm not like reeling yeah. from those performances just like oh my god Karen Gillan oh my god she, she's no <laughs> she's no fucking Meryl Streep I mean let's be honest but she was right. really good in this movie I thought she did a fantastic job uh playing like a younger girl the kiss was hilarious
2: oh um, my god yeah that was great like they don't know how to kiss yeah uh at all And yeah. I mean it's as awkward as you're imagining it to be I mean it is <laughs> It's it's gloriously awkward. It's wonderful.
1: And I, uh, Nick Jonas. I don't know anything about the Jonas Brothers and that bullshit. But he was fine in this movie. So you're not
2: a fan of the Joe Bros. Come on, uh,
1: Brian. I, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not. I don't,
3: rea- I'm not reading Either.
1: I'm not reading your Tiger Beat magazine bullshit or whatever you're subscribing to over there. <laughs> So, you know, uh, yeah, it had a great cast. I mean, Dwayne Johnson, Kevin Hart, Jack Black. Jack Black was great. I It made me, like, remember why I love Jack Black, you know, mm-hmm. uh, going back. I actually went back and, like, you know, um started watching, like, some old Mr. Show. Uh, a couple days ago, I was watching Please Be Kind. Uh, what's that? Be Kind Rewind. Rewind. Oh, yeah. yeah that's a
3: great thing. Okay. And I
1: was watching that again. I hadn't watched it in a decade since it first came out, so... Um, I was watching that again and just like, man, you know, I. Jack Black, just, uh. You see some of these guys that you loved, you know, like back in the day, and then they just kind of like, they go off on that weird Adam Sandler kind of like mm-hmm. journey where, like, where they start making just bullshit, you know? And you don't want to see that happen to, like, guys like Ben Stiller and, and, uh, Jack Black. Cause I, I think those guys are fucking talented as all hell, so yeah
4: Yeah. awesome I'm definitely gonna like check this out mainly because of like the cast I just saw the trailer and I was like yeah okay so we got like The Rock I was like I I love The Rock he's you know so you were not impressed but you
1: didn't like the trailer
4: no 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 I I wanted to yeah when I I saw the cast and everything I was like right we got The Rock that's awesome and then Kevin Hart shows up and I was like oh fuck I love Kevin Hart he cracks me up (laughs) and then and then the girl changes into Jack Black and I was like Okay, this this uh, is. I'm writing great. this one down because it's great. <laughs> I'm so happy that it's as good as everyone sort of that it could have been. You know yeah. what I mean? Because it could have been terrible. got a question, question for you
1: guys. Have you seen? Uh-huh. The, have you? Uh, let's be honest here. Have you? Have you guys seen the Rampage trailer? just where's the outrage like i like i get it like you know like where's the like i get it like people are like "Ah, i don't like the trailer but like is there outrage is there outrage with like fans of rampage like is Uh, it's like rampage like that is it that beloved to people it's just really it's just a video game of like monsters climbing up fucking buildings and and uh beating the shit out of them right
4: yeah yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, it's like most video game movies. It's probably going to be terrible anyway. Yeah. So, but they didn't have, they don't have anything to go on. You know, like the story is the story they come up right. with because it is no story.
3: It's just the name. I think it looks, you know. I think, I think yeah. it looks, I think it looks stupid
1: fun. I mean, yeah, me come too. on, come <laughs> on. Let's be honest. Like Rebecca, you and me, we watched the Sharknado, right?
2: Oh hell yeah. Come on. Can we be uh, on, yeah, on, I'm
1: all about that well, Can we be honest here? Have you guys seen the trailer? I mean, it's a fucking it's 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 a big old uh white gorilla. Uh it's it's a and then there's like a big old wolf. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the trailer, there's a big old fucking lizard. And I mean, it's like <laughs> I don't I don't understand why people are just like, "Oh, this movie looks terrible. This looks like garbage." It's supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean, I'll I'll be honest. Like, I know zero about the game because I don't know anything about any games. Yeah. Uh So when I first saw the trailer, I was like, oh, this looks like... Just a popcorn film, and then I heard people start talking about that they didn't like it, and it's a video game, and I'm like, oh, this is a video game movie. Okay.
1: And <laughs> and unless I you like, got, unless you got a fucking rampage tattoo on your arm, yeah. shut the fuck up. It's, it it's, doesn't
3: matter. It doesn't matter. Like, it's it's no. rampage.
1: Like <laughs> I played rampage. <laughs> I went down to Washington Skateland and I sat in line and I put my quarters into the rampage machine just like everybody else. And you know, even like I have, I probably have more connection to the game than most people because the first level in the arcade game (laughs) takes place in Peoria, Illinois. Yeah,
4: so, I was actually going to say that, dude. It's like, how many times have you blown up Peoria? Oh god, <laughs> countless,
1: countless times.
4: So isn't I, that fucking weird though? Yeah. But, like when I was a kid and I was playing that game, yeah. bro, when I was like ten, I was beating the shit out of like
1: where you guys live,
4: <laughs> <laughs> and then twenty years later we're talking. It's so odd.
1: That uh, is wild, man. Hey, you know, uh, that's I don't know. It's I. The, I, if, one, if the Rock can do one thing well, he can make a really bad move. What you would think would be a bad movie, actually a fun movie. Like I went yeah. to the I went to the theater. I went to one of those dine-in theaters and saw San Andreas when it came out a couple years ago. And San Andreas in three D on. Three margaritas is a fucking great movie. So
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's re- it was really fun. I really enjoyed that movie. The theater experience, you know, the audio, it sounded great and it was just a lot of fun. And so, you know, this is just going to be one of those popcorn movies where you can just watch gigantic monsters beat the shit out of each other and The Rock is just along for the ride. So, like, I don't understand the outrage for The Rampage or, like the fact that the trailer is like like what do you expect this is not an art house fucking film it's rampage you know yeah (laughs) settle the fuck down people
4: there's no there's no story in the game so you know what did you expect was going to happen
1: yeah all right i'm going to move on i've got guys i've got tons to talk about for good pop bad pop this week but uh let's move on to to one of your suggestions here for good pop bad pop uh dan go ahead yeah
4: uh I have been playing Injustice 2 Ooh. recently on the PlayStation 4 uh and I know that Jesse's been playing it as well that's I right Jesse yeah yeah so um it's a I'm playing it on the PlayStation 4 but it's available for the Xbox 1 and I think it's getting ported to PC as well um and it's a beat 'em up game and it features all of like DC heroes and stuff and it's a sequel to Injustice Gods Among Us which came out 2 years ago and i'm I'm gonna tupperware this i got this on a whim because a lot of the other army members have been playing it and i've just been watching youtube videos and stuff like with all the special moves and the character roster and things like that and i just thought i was like ah fuck it i'm just gonna i want to dive in i'm just gonna check it out and it is really really good i haven't had this much fun in a fighting game since i like played street fighter four you know like about four years ago it's um it's awesome and i mean i was gonna i was gonna do this at the end but i'm gonna do it now if anyone that's listening and is interested and you play on ps4 we do have a leftover army guild which um Mm -hmm. the code for that is 26q4s so if you put that into the guild search you'll be able to find us and then Dante who runs it will accept you guys but yeah it's um it's just brilliant I mean I'm gonna shut up so Jess can talk about it for a bit
3: (laughs) (laughs) um I give this a high taste it so like fighting games aren't my normal favorite but the story is really great like if you don't play through the story mode like you're missing a ton um because like honestly like that whole like and i played the first game too so on ps3 um in justice gods among us um like like why i don't understand why like the movies don't pull from the story because it's like it would be it would have been perfect for batman jesse jesse the
1: the, the movies pull from every story that's the problem like Like
3: (laughs) it's just i mean like like to have like a video game which story mode is like i don't know i mean like how long did it take you i can't i can't even like say how long it took me because i just kept playing it like that's how like engrossing it was i was like oh i just gotta i gotta keep knowing what's happening here so. Is this the game where
1: you can play as the Ninja Turtles now?
4: Yes, they're yeah. not out. They're not out yet, but they're going to be in the next character patch. So we've had. What about
1: Hellboy? Oh,
4: yeah, we've we've got Hellboy. Hellboy's yeah. playable, and he's
0: fucking amazing. Wow. Um, and
4: he sounds just like Ron Perlman, but he looks just like the Mike Mignola drawings. It is oh man, he they're, looks so uh, damn good.
1: They're coming out with a Hellboy board game this year really yeah this year i'm gonna look into more, look, i'm gonna look into it more but yeah they're coming out with a hellboy board game so oh, sweet. i know that you guys are gonna be like i don't know if it's rpg or not you know that's what i want to find out which that would be amazing because i i know you guys are gonna have like your own rpg aren't you gonna have like your own like D kind of like podcast or something
4: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, me, oh, there's loads of us. Jacob harman's running it, yeah. Um, and it's, it's me and Gafford and Matt Kirby and I think um, like Rod Clarebout's in there as well. And there's yeah. a few other people. Nice. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna run that at some point. We're all rolling up our characters at the moment, but that will that will change into a, a leftover army podcast if we can get it to work and if Very the cool. scheduling works out.
1: So as far as so. Uh, Hellboy is pretty awesome in the game. Like, is he free, or is like, did you have to pay to get him? Uh, you have to pay. I think
4: it's about like five bucks. Unless you buy the ultimate edition of the game, and then all the DLC characters are free.
1: Hey, yeah, cut right. out! What there I did go.
4: was like, yeah. I had a load of. Oh, am I still here? You're back. You're back.
1: Yeah, yeah. you were gone for a yeah, second. So,
4: oh, okay, um, so I didn't buy the ultimate edition of the game. Uh, but I had a load of loyalty points left over on the PlayStation Network so I like just bought the characters that I wanted but the characters that you can buy extra I think it's just over 25 characters it's like 26 27 characters to start with mm-hmm. but they've added like um Raiden and mm-hmm. uh Black Manta Atoms yes. just come out in Yeah,
3: yeah. Sub-Zero's on there.
4: Sub-Zero um, yeah. have you, uh- yeah, I was going to
3: ask you how you felt about that Dan like having to buy the extra characters Um,
4: I don't really mind um, because the roster is so good to begin with. And that's one of the reasons I bought it in the first place. And I mean, it's (laughs) really cool because they've in in the first game, you had a lot of, you know, classic characters in it. And then Mm -hmm. they dropped some of those and they brought back, they brought in some sort of like, you know, lesser known characters. So like my (laughs) main character, I play Swamp Thing because (laughs) I love Swamp Thing. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Being able to play him in a game is so much damn fun. But yeah, yeah it's just, um, like, as far as the actual game goes, I like, Tupperware the game, I think it's brilliant. It's gorgeous to look at, the sound it's is amazing. So voice, pretty. <laughs> voice acting is awesome, and, um, but from like a gameplay standpoint, it's really deep like the, the actual like technical stuff that you can do with it is is super deep gameplay and they've even got like uh, professional tournaments where people play to win money uh, in the game because it's that solid you know it's there's not like even playing online there's barely any lag like when you get the right players and stuff like that you know their servers are really good so it, it's a brilliant game and if you if you're interested definitely pick it up if you're a dc fan and you want to beat the shit out of other characters if you always want to kick the crap out of i don't know fucking aquaman you know just just go for it good luck because he's really tough but um, <laughs> you know it's a uh, but yeah if you're a dc fan grab it and if you've already got it just yeah go for the tr- try and check out the army guild because um what you do in that is you go into this thing called the multiverse where you play against uh computer controlled characters and we all collect resources and mother boxes and stuff like that and we all- Share the loot. That's how the guild system works. So do you want to sort of jump in and join us, that would
1: be awesome. That's cool. Very cool. So Tupperware and a high taste it for Injustice mm-hmm. 2. Yeah. That's one of the things that I, I love fighting games. So I might – I don't think I'll buy this one, but I might red box it. So – I'll check it out.
3: Oh, sweet. Man. Yeah, you yeah. should do that at least just to check out the story because the story doesn't take long to play at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's really fast. And I mean, like you can go like you can pick your mode, like how you know easy you want it to be. So like medium is pretty standard where you can just like get through it pretty fast, but it's not like too easy. So, yeah, I mean, I would definitely recommend that
1: for sure. Uh, let's see, I'm going to move on to my next thing. Cause I got a lot to talk about. I don't know what you guys got to talk about. So I kind of like, I'll just insert myself in, in here between <laughs> your guys selections. I went and saw Molly's game. Um, have you guys, has anyone seen this besides myself? No, no, Nope. Okay. Molly's game. Uh, it's about Molly Bloom. This is based off a true story. Uh, Molly Bloom, a beautiful young Olympic class skier, ran the world's most exclusive high stakes poker game for a decade before being arrested in the middle of the night by 17 FBI agents wielding automatic weapons. Her players included Hollywood royalty, sports stars, business titans, and finally, unbe- unbeknownst to her, the Russian mob. Her only ally was her criminal defense lawyer, Charlie Jaffe, who learned that there was much more to Molly than the tabloids led us to believe. It's directed by his directorial debut. And I was like, worried about this, uh, Aaron Sorkin. Uh, it's also, of course, written by the book was written by Molly Bloom herself. And uh, the screenplay is by Aaron Sorkin. I love Aaron Sorkin. Um, and Aaron Sorkin is great at screenplays. He's never directed anything, so I was kinda worried about the I was kinda worried about this. Um I this movie is amazing. Oh my God. From top really from top wow. to bottom. From top <clears throat> to bottom, this is a fucking great movie. Uh you've got Jessica Chastain as Molly Bloom. Idris Elba plays Charlie Jaffe. Kevin Costner uh plays her father. Michael Sierra plays Player X who um I'm guessing I'm gonna I'm gonna I, I'll guess, I'll tell you who I think he is in real life. He plays one of the Hollywood movie stars. Um, it also stars Jeremy Strong and Chris O'Dowd. Um, the movie itself, like, would not touch, like, who the real actors were involved in this, you know, or who some of, like, the, um, you know, uh, business moguls and, you know, sports stars. Yeah. It wouldn't touch mm-hmm. who they were in this movie. But a lot of that, some of the information was leaked. To the tabloids years ago um, in depositions from other people, um, not from Molly Bloom herself. So uh, this movie, I'm going to talk a little bit about the real life, <laughs> what really happened to this from an article that I read. But I I will tell you, the movie itself is just from top to bottom is just fantastic. It's like two hours and 20 minutes. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is just going to be long. Um, Idris Elba has not had a good year. In the theater, in my opinion, The Dark Tower. He was the best part of, but that movie was garbage. Um, the Mountains Between Us has been kind of panned critically. I haven't seen it yet, but uh, it does not look good. It just looks kind of cheesy. Um, yeah, and 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 this movie, I thought it looked great, but I was just, I didn't know. Um, it, it is a ride, man. Um, it's, it's not, I wouldn't say like it's like 100% like a poker movie. This is not like you're watching like rounders with Matt Damon. Um, although, although Matt Damon was one of the players who actually showed up to one of her actual games in real life. Um, it's, uh, this, Jessica Chastain is so good in this movie. Um, Idris Elba is fantastic. Uh, Kevin Costner's performance is just, out of this world amazing. Um he is so good in this. There it it goes basically, and I don't want to give away too much about like the actual movie itself, but I will talk about that article which goes into like her life and things like that. But it goes she started out, she's just a fascinating person, started out being pushed very hard by her father as a child to be a an Olympic skater, and she made it to the Olympics. And like this starts out with that. It it not only deals with like her, you know, relationship with like, you know, the Hollywood elite and, and, and starting this, this, uh, this, this gambling, um, this, this poker, these poker games, but it also deals with like her relationship with her father. It deals with like her relationship with herself and how she views herself and, and, um, and then, uh, family and things like that. It's, it's, it's absolutely amazing. But, uh, the, the Daily Mail had, an article about this like you know after everything had kind of leaked um among her clientele were Hollywood heavyweights Ben Affleck Leonardo DiCaprio Matt Damon and Tobey Maguire um Molly Bloom says that Affleck was a smart gambler and tall and handsome um, here's, the, here's the rest of the article. It goes, valued for her discretion and paid generously for her confidentiality, Bloom was privy to some of the world's juiciest gossip, which is like another part of the movie that's absolutely amazing. You have like sports guys sitting down at the table with like, you know, like guys that are like, um, tech, mm-hmm. uh, tech CEOs talking to actors, talking to like, you know, sports, Sports athletes like A Rods at the table. You've got Leonardo wow. DiCaprio and mm. and like who knows wow. like what like you know tech billionaire you've got sitting at the table and they're all talking about like different things at the table and and she's sitting there listening to it all and it's <laughs> it's it's so cool and it she doesn't start off just like as like you know they called her they dubbed her the the princess of poker she doesn't start off that way like she had to she started low and then she she took it to that next level she 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 did this she made it happen and she's she she was brilliant <laughs> it's so good this movie is so good you have to see this movie if there you have to see this movie i'm not telling you i'm not suggesting that you see it i'm telling that i'm telling you that you have to see this because this is and i want to read the book now like that's why i sought out this article but anyway um she told ABC's 2020 that during her games, players had six figure losses, six figure wins, and that she herself earned $4 million in one year alone.
2: Shit. Um, wow.
1: Listen to this. Toby Maguire, she says, was a great player, but a sore loser and a worse, uh.
0: <laughs>
1: and a worse tipper. He is, oh, listen to no. this, listen to this. I used to call him I used to call Toby Hannibal Lecter because he could just talk someone off a good hand, Bloom told 2020. In an adaptation of her book published in Vanity Fair earlier this month, Bloom wrote that the Seabiscuit star once told her to bark like a seal who wants a fish for a chip. Whoa. Quote, I'm not kidding, he allegedly said to her. What's wrong You're too rich now. You won't bark for $1,000. The article goes Wow. Yeah. What a fucking asshole. Oh, yeah. Um, And that's who Michael Cera, I believe, plays in this film. And (laughs) I wish I would have known that going in. But I'm glad I know it now. But anyway, the gambling goddess said that she refused to stoop to the level of barking. And that in return, quote, he gave me an icy look dropped the chip on the table and tried to laugh it off, but he was visibly angry. Uh, McGuire would use his close friend Leonardo DiCaprio to attract bigger players to the game, she said. Uh, another way she placated demanding gamblers like McGuire, Bloom said, was to invite top sportsmen into the game. A-Rod was a novice player, but there's something that happens to grown men no matter how successful they are, when a professional athlete comes into the room, Bloom said of the baseball, uh, baseballer Alex Rodriguez. In her book, Bloom Bloom claims Pamela Anderson's husband, Rick Salomon, asked Ben Affleck, "Did Jennifer's ass have cellulite on it, or was it nice?"
3: <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, of course. Not.
0: <laughs>
4: uh how the other half live <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: really
3: the important you gotta ask questions about the important things well i mean these guys <laughs> i mean it's
1: it's testosterone they're drinking they're playing oh. you know they're playing poker the argo star is said to have had uh, to have held his silence for a moment before conceding in front of a room of celebrities that it was quote it was nice um Ex-girlfriends aside, Molly also writes that having Affleck involved in the games was monumental and that he was tall and handsome with a relaxed charisma that not all icons have in person. But Jennifer Gardner's husband didn't go all in too quickly, according to the Poker Princess. Uh, he was a smart player who liked to limit his downside, with his buy-in being comparatively small at 50000 Uh His goodwill hunting pal Matt Damon she told 2020 was nothing like his poker addict, Rounder's character, and turned up only once. Quote, he was lovely, modest, down to earth, very gracious, Bloom said. Um, yeah, it, Matt Damon filmed a movie where I live because the movie took place where I live. And so when he filmed here, um, a lot of people, it, it was the movie The Informant, which took place at, in real life at 8 a.m., which, which is here in Decatur. And I, I, I was on, I was filming one day as an extra and, uh, I didn't get to talk to him, but I was on set with him. But you, the more people you know in Decatur, the more people tell you stories of Matt Damon when he was in town. And every story I've heard about the guy is that he's just a stand up guy, great guy. He would go, he would eat, uh, at different places all the time. But one night he was at Olive Garden and he was talking to people and they learned that every night after he got off, he, he wanted to get off, you know, from filming early every night so he could go home to his wife and his newborn so he could kiss her goodnight. And I just thought, Aww. you know, and, Very nice. and Matt Damon was kind of criticized in Hollywood for not dating and marrying a Hollywood elite. He met a waitress and married her. So, um, goes to show what kind of a guy Matt Damon is. But um, Molly uh, going on, the article says Molly also reveals that Ashley and Mary-Kate Olsen were responsible for bringing in a billionaire to her table. When the Olsen twins showed up with a billionaire, I was trying to land for a game. They were in. No questions asked, she writes. Things fell apart when, for Bloom when she began demanding a cut of the pot instead of just relying on tips, which turned her actions into organized crime. Um, and then it turned into Bloom told 2020 – that when she declined the demands of two mobsters for a piece of her profits, she was beaten up in her own apartment by a hired goon. And that scene in the movie is just terrifying. Um, this – I'm telling you, you've got to see this movie. It was released limited uh, mm. in uh, on Christmas Day and it should be available everywhere now. I drove 45 minutes away with a – torn achilles tendon to see this movie and it was <laughs> worth it it is it is a tupperware all the way i love this movie um i jessica chastain for me should be up there with like it, as far as actresses now she should be up there with like the, she should be regarded like the way julia roberts was in the 90s and then the like in the early 2000s she mm-hmm. is she is spectacular in this film so
4: wow this uh, sounds yeah.
1: absolutely fascinating yeah, yeah 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 i, I want to read the book now i got to get the audio book for this mm-hmm. it, it, molly's game is the the name of the book um i i did some research on her uh for myself afterwards mm-hmm. but i've i've got to read this book she's just she's brilliant she comes from a very, uh, like, it's not like she's the only one in her family that's successful either. So, um, it's just, she's, she's just a, she's brilliant. She's good with numbers and, um. Yeah. Sold,
4: man. I'm going to see
1: this. You got to. You got to. Molly's game. Absolute Tupperware. All right. Moving on. Moving on. Um, what the fuck. 49 minutes we've been going here yammering on about <laughs> bullshit. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Let's move on. Rebecca, what do you got?
2: Uh, so last night I saw. This is also a limited release right now. I saw Hostiles with Christian Bale. <sighs> um,
1: is that the like the the war mm-hmm? movie?
2: This is the uh, western that the western. takes place. Yeah, at the turn of the century, where he is plays a captain in the army. He has to take home a Native American chief yeah. uh, back it- home to Colorado, uh, who's dying, and he wants to basically be buried back at home. Uh, at this point, cause it takes place in 1892. So, you know, it's after Civil War and basically the United States government has pretty much imprisoned or placed on reservations every Native American person that they can get their hands on. Uh, the chief that he's supposed to take home, Chief Yellowhawk, um, basically, you know, he's been, he, Everybody in this movie has done terrible things, right? The soldiers have done terrible things. The Native Americans are defending their land, trying to win this unwinnable war against the United States government. Everybody's done terrible things in this movie. And um, it's – I mean it's it's entitled Hostiles and it's a really good name for it because it really – it makes you question who is – who's your enemy, uh, who is a hostile and who is a friendly? And how far do you go if you're just following orders? Um, this movie is excellent. Uh, I will give it and, – and I'm sure you guys know I love westerns. Yeah. I love, love <laughs> westerns. And um, so I really wanted to see it. I will give this um, a very high taste. It. Um, I will say that Rosamund Pike, who plays the widow in this movie – She is incredible in this film. She steals this movie away from Christian Bale. I mean, completely. There's a scene, um, and I don't want to give too much away, guys, but there's a scene, (laughs) there's a scene where she has to, um, she has to dig some graves. Uh, and the soldiers are going to do it for her. And she says, no, no, I'm going to do it. And it's a good full minute of her clawing at the ground with her hands and just yelling and i mean she's in pain she's in emotional pain and she's just screaming and clawing at the earth oh yeah i mean i i tear i teared up right but i'm a big baby i cry and everything (laughs) and but but I was sitting next to some random dude with his wife, and he started crying oh, like wow. and he, he didn't look like a pansy like he looked pretty, <laughs> he looked like a pretty uh you know masculine guy. He kind of started crying too like it's it's emotionally draining to watch her story i I will say this movie is a little too long uh it could easily have been twenty minutes shorter um and Christian Bale. <laughs> This is going to sound terrible. About twenty minutes in, I figured out that Christian Bale was playing Tom Hardy, playing a character. Hmm. And <laughs> once that, and once I had that in my head, oh, no. all I could think of was how much better Tom Hardy would have been in this oh, role. My God, we're
3: all now all going to have that. I yeah, know. why? Why would you do that to oh, us? Sack. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> i i'm Thanks sorry so much, but it,
2: 20 minutes in i'm not kidding i'm not kidding i mean god damn he's, it he's playing this and i'm like you're playing tom hardy like playing a role <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i mean christian bale is i mean he's christian bale you know he he really gets into the role and he's very he's good in this movie um but honestly i mean it, i really give it the high taste it more for Rosamund Pike's performance.
1: She was great in uh, Gone Girl. Oh my God. Oh, absolutely. Like yeah. she, she was yeah. great
2: in the film. Absolutely. Um she, I honestly, like she I mean, I, I could talk all day about how great she is. Um and I will say though, I mean, the way it's shot, it is shot very much like a very classic Western with short conversations and then fade out to like, you know, big landscape shots. Uh, the the cinematography is Gorgeous as they're making this trip to Montana. Um, And lots of stuff happens and you're like, why is this happening? And then the way it kind of all wraps up, you're like, oh, that's why that had to happen. That's why. Um, And the the ending is beautiful. It's just it's perfect. Um, It's a really great film. If you like Westerns, I would say go see this. Absolutely.
1: They, they, They actually played this trailer before Molly's game. And I,
2: oh, okay, cool. Yeah,
1: I, I, I had actually, I had seen it months before, mm-hmm. uh, maybe a month or two before, but I hadn't seen it since. So I didn't know that it was already released. I thought it was something that was still to be released. I, so
2: I think it was released in the, in limited, yeah. yesterday. Um, and I had a free night, so I went to go see it after work, and it. Um, it's it's a really really good western. I you know again if if you like westerns I think you'll like this film. It's high-tasted. It.
1: Nice. I, yeah, I love westerns. I actually started to watch. Uh, um, I've never watched it before. Don't don't crucify me here. But Deadwood. Um, I I watched the first mm-hmm. episode of that because I am uh, a huge Ian McShane fan. Now I love Ian McShane. And I want yeah. to watch everything that Ian McShane has ever done. So. the
3: Oliphant's in that too.
1: What's that? Oh I'm yeah. the Oliphant. Yes. Yes. Fantastic in yes. that show. So yeah, I'm a couple episodes in on Deadwood. I just, I, I made, I just told myself, yeah, let's just watch an episode, well, like an episode every weekend. Um, now that I have plenty of time because I will not be working, <laughs> no. I probably burn through Deadwood. Um, but, uh, yeah. Have I you can- watched, have you watched Lovejoy? Brian,
4: which no. is what Ian McShane started in.
1: No, um, I have not watched Lovejoy. Where is it available?
4: <laughs> It'll probably be somewhere like the BBC Player archives, yeah. but um, <laughs> I, I wouldn't suggest it because okay. he's just—he's just an antique dealer. That's all he is. <laughs> he's just a guy. This is where this is where we all know him from that yeah. you guys haven't seen. He was just yeah. an, a guy with like a mullet and a leather jacket, and he went round and he just did like bargains on antiques i can't remember if he was kind of like a weird like private investigator as well <laughs> it was it's a super weird show and that's where he came from that was like his his big hit over here and then obviously we started seeing him in deadwood and american gods and stuff yeah, like that and yeah. we're just like that's fucking love joy
1: <laughs> and fucking uh, <laughs> <really> <laughs> john wick man he's in fucking john wick yeah, exactly. I know. He's just in everything at the I moment. Got the, the, I got the John – He's amazing Le- actor. I got the John – Oh, I love him, dude. I, like like, I, I, I am kind of freaking out with American God Season 2 because the showrunners oh, run- yeah, yeah, yeah. Show left. Jillian Anderson has gone. I'm more freaked out that the showrunners left. I mean, Jillian Anderson, yeah. mm-hmm. she's, she's fine, but I, I mean, it's like the, the, the real, I'm hoping like whoever they get in there has seen the first season and is like, ah, you, you know, like, oh, we can keep that momentum going. But I feel like, uh, for me, it's, I, but now it's like with American Gods, as long as you can keep Amer- Ian McShane or Ian McShane around, I, I will continue to watch, like, but but if he, if he if he leaves, I might just I might just abandon that whole fucking podcast. To be quite honest with you, so
4: yeah, who who um who was it? that is the director of American
1: Gods. It's the uh, first it's, series? it's Michael Green and Brian Fuller. We're the the okay. two showrunners for that one.
4: So. Yeah, because the yeah. only person that I could actually see doing it on their recent work, but he's probably very busy at the moment, is Noah Hawley. Like, with his work on Legion, that yeah. sort of similar, like, disjointed, fucking really, like, bleh, like yeah. crazy visuals. He's, like, really the only one that I can think of, because everyone else is quite, what's, you know, uh, what's,
1: standard. What's going to happen with that, uh, Noah Hawley, speaking of him, what's going to happen to that Doctor Doom movie that Fox was supposed to be making? Oh, uh, hopefully they'll still do it. But. Well, see, that's the <laughs> so, thing. See, uh, okay, business, it's, so, it's, it's supposed to be, we're jumping all around this episode. I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to be business as usual over at Fox for the next 18 months until this deal goes through. Because paperwork, you know, all the I's have to be dotted, all the T's have to be crossed. And, uh I mean, this still this deal could still fall apart, you know, the, the merger yeah. could still fall apart. Um mm-hmm. So uh it, for the next 18 months as far as I know like Laura Schuler Donner has said like it's business as usual at Fox and they're going to continue to make like the movies that they were going to make. So I don't know. It, it it they haven't started production or I don't know if they've even started pre-production on this. So like, are they still going to do this this Doctor Doom movie?
4: Yeah, no idea, man. Yeah. Some, uh, Legion season two is is all finished. I think we're getting that like yeah. this year over mm-hmm. here. So you know, I don't know what he's up to now. Maybe he is concentrating on this this Doom project of his. But well,
1: well they, yeah. they, they just they just announced that uh, we're getting uh, Fargo season four in two thousand nineteen. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. So is are they are they you know what I mean? Are they pushing this? Are they pushing? This uh, did that, did that open up because they're not doing this Doctor Doom movie. I I, I don't know.
4: Yeah, that might be the case. That yeah. might be because he you know anyone that's seen any of the Fargos will just he's integral to it. So oh god, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, it's not. If if he leaves that, then that that is. I think the quality of Fargo will go down a hell
1: of a lot.
0: Yeah,
1: you know I would always part of me I. I love Frances McDormand in that movie Fargo. And like part of me so good. <laughs> part of me would mm-hmm. love to see them actually land her for one of these seasons of the TV show. Like that would just that would fucking blow me away. And it it's not like it's not impossible. I mean, they got Billy Bob Thornton for that first season. So it's like wow i think it i don't know I, it, maybe it doesn't make sense to bring her in but i i love her i think it i'd like to see her on my tv every week i think she's fantastic you know so anyway all right hey hey, any uh any of you guys watched uh black mirror season four yep just the first episode all first of it. episode yeah <laughs> uh, jesse what about you
3: all of it, yeah. Me say, too. I, I watched it.
1: all of it. Oh my god, <laughs> holy fuck! What, I did, had to. what did you? What did you think? What did you think, Black Black Mirror season four?
3: Um, I definitely, I love Black Mirror. Yeah. First of all, I give it a Tupperware. Um, the episodes are just phenomenal. Like I can't even, like I can't even pick like a favorite. That's what like, I was going to ask you. Like, like, what's favorite? your favorite?
1: One. Okay, hold on, hold on. Okay, here they are. USS Callister is the first. OK, yeah. the second one was Archangel.
3: Yeah.
1: The third one was the Crocodile. Uh, fourth right. one was Hang the DJ. Fifth was Metalhead. Oh, my God. Oh, fucking Metalhead. So oh, my God. Right. Holy shit. Like, OK, what, what, what a great choice. OK, because like that could have gone horribly wrong. Had they recorded that in color? Right. Yeah. Because I think like the 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 style, like the director's choice, the style, the stylistic choice to to have this in black and white actually made that robot look real. Yeah. Right.
3: For sure. And yeah. menacing too. Yes.
1: Like. Oh God. If yes. it
3: wasn't in black and white, <laughs> you just be like what the fuck like but the the choices they made with that robot and showing it the way that they did and either not showing it or showing it in some scenes versus others really played up you know because like the atmosphere that you you come in you're automatically thinking zombies even though it's black mirror like you're like uh it's got to be like post-apocalyptic like seems like zombies and then they bring that dog out and you're like Holy shit. Uh-huh. So terrible. Uh-huh. Like somehow they made that more terrifying than like a pack of zombies. Like yes. that one. I'm dog. thinking, I'm
1: okay. th- Jesse, when I'm watching this, I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, uh, the director, the writer, you just destroyed whatever the fuck the next Terminator movie is.
3: Yeah. For sure, like absolutely, like Like, I don't even contest. Yes, I I
1: don't care about your next Terminator movie. I saw something better in one hour of streaming television on Netflix on Black Mirror season four. Like, yeah, it's so like, this is what they should be doing for like Terminator. Like, cause yeah. Fuck the Arnold shit. Fuck the oh T 1000 shit at this point. Like what I saw here, but like, no, they're, they're going to, they're going to go back to that old well and give us the same bullshit that they fed us all this whole time. But man, this was great. Um, I was, my, the the episode, I can't, there's not a bad episode in the season. There's not
3: there isn't um like i i mean maybe i think maybe hang the dj might no, i love
1: that favorite. one oh my god like the ending um, the ending was fucked up but i uh, other than that <laughs> other than that like like the, the, the whole society and like how like people meet and date i i yeah. i love for me being like a single guy i absolutely loved it i thought it was great i thought oh, yeah. i thought it was brilliant
3: Well, I mean, if you've ever done online dating, yes, yes, yes. like it's exactly how it goes. But like, getting
1: getting stuck with somebody when it said like five years, I'm like, what the fuck?
3: (laughs) Yeah, you're just like, what the fuck is this about? But like, we were like, Rod and I were just like, we're trying to figure out. We're like shit like do these people like have jobs like do they just get to like live right. in this yeah. like yeah. you know utopia yeah. like until they find like a mate like this is so great like we were just trying to figure it out the that's right i think is it like- is
1: i think it's like, i think it is like that i think you basically that's how their society is like once yeah once everything's done you know i think like everybody's gone to like you know uh, they've they've already got their schooling done and and that's what they this is like the next process and then after that then they go out into the real world and and contribute but yeah, yeah. i was I was thinking that you do question you do question those things when you watch these when you watch these shows
3: so. right but that's like half the fun like that's like part of the reason why I love this yeah. show is that like you're trying to guess and like and plus like I mean you know that everything is in the same universe you're just looking at it at different it's hard to say like if it's like different time periods I would say. Right. Um right. but like you know it's all, all apart cuz like when you get to like when you get to the um the episode where the black museum black the last museum. one.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, like and you see all those easter eggs and you're like holy shit. I was I
1: Jesus I was a little right? upset um at the end. I was upset watching that one at first cuz I was like is that what this is? Is is it this one guy is he like? Uh, is he going to be yeah. like their crypt crypt keeper? Is yeah, that he,
3: fucking guy. <laughs>
1: but but then but then the episode took care of that for me. So I I loved. Oh my god, I loved this season. I thought it was phenomenal. I think Black Mirror and what's what, no, you're fine. What, what's great about Black Mirror is like if you've never watched it, you can jump in on any episode.
3: Yeah, you don't have to watch it nope. like because like. I think it was... um, um, Oh, we watched the first episode, so the USS McAllister. We watched that one first, and Ron hadn't... He'd seen, like, a couple episodes, hadn't seen a lot, and he's, like, as we're watching it, he's just like, are all the episodes like this? And I was like, (laughs) yeah, like, they're all that... Like, he was asking if they were all that good, and I was like, yeah, they're all that good. Like, they all go in super, like, deep on whatever part of the universe they're in, and... The, like so we watched like plate like i made him watch play test because i was like i was like i was like waiting for it and like, <laughs> so I was, like, like i'm watching him watch it so he's like getting weirded out because he's like what's gonna happen next because i'm like watching for his reaction and then like at the very at the end of it when it was all over i was like do you know who that guy was and he was like huh and i was like that's kurt russell's son <laughs> it's like oh my god like it's just like blown away like it but like just the stories themselves they're so in depth and like so on their, like you said on your on their own yeah. that you can just watch any like it doesn't matter what episode you watch you can watch they're all their own complete story so
1: that's i mean it's it, this uh for as much as i'm excited for like the new twilight zone that they're gonna have on the cbs all access and yes i i get yeah it's on, it's on cbs all access fuck off everybody i get it i get it i get it you don't want another streaming service i get it all right uh send CBS your email you know uh but i'm just saying like i'm excited for it i'm still excited for it like you know i think jordan peels involved in it but like they've got their work cut out for them because like this is fucking this is great shit uh, what what about uh what about this news guys that apple is looking at buying netflix so basically disney is starting their own streaming service they've purchased fox so now and now they have Hulu. Disney owns like sixty percent of Hulu, which basically makes them make So now they've got their infrastructure to do like their their uh, their their online streaming service, Disney. And so like Apple has been making uh, some small moves. That's who's that, it, oh Apple got amazing stories. That's right. Apple purchased Amazing Stories. Um, but now Apple's thinking about purchasing Netflix. Is what Mm. we're hearing. Scary. (laughs)
3: Very scary. I I feel about that. Um, The interesting thing, though, I I mean, I don't know if it's if you think it's related or not, but the interesting thing, at least, is that Apple finally. added Amazon to their Apple TV so I was kind of excited about that at least because it, I mean they are direct competition yeah, you'd yeah, think
0: yeah. right? Yeah. So
3: I mean that was kind of encouraging that mm-hmm. they added that to there so at least there's Something, I don't know. I mean, you can take it for what it is. But for me, right. at least that was exciting that I didn't have to like mirror my iPad anymore. Yeah, but like,
1: I, what, what gonna, yeah that's cool. But like what's going to happen like to Netflix if – I don't – Because Apple like, is – because like you damn well know that if Apple comes out with like their own streaming service, you're only going to be able to stream it on like an Apple TV. That's – you know yeah. what I mean?
2: hmm hmm That's exactly it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So Netflix, are they going to just you? I are they going to keep Netflix separate from the Apple streaming, or is that just going to be, or is are they going to absorb Netflix? Mm. Right. I I don't know what the
4: logistics are in doing it, but I'm assuming that they like any new customers that come along, they'll be able to pay for Netflix with the Apple TV. But any of us that have actually already got it, I'm yeah. assuming, I'm hoping that we'll be able to keep it because I'm not going to be able to buy a whole fucking new telly if I want to watch Netflix, which I've been you know on for like six years. What? And that would that they would lose a shitload of money if they expected
1: people to do that.
3: Does Apple have their own streaming service as of now, like aside from just buying like movies?
1: No, not that I know of. I mean they have like you know no. it's just yeah. iTunes you know you can purchase individual yeah. seasons and shows and things like that and movies but as far as like having their own you know original content and things like that, that's what they're that's what they're yeah. moving towards and it it seems like in order to kind of um, like jumpstart that process, just like yeah. what Disney is doing with like Hulu and oh with purchasing Fox, because like now, now Disney will have Fox's entire library that they can throw onto their streaming service. Uh, it seems like Apple's just like, you know what, if you can't beat them, buy them. And... Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And that's what they're going to do here, possibly with. And and Apple can buy Netflix. I mean, apple Apple's bigger. Yeah. Apple could buy Disney if they really, really wanted sure. to. So yeah, Apple's the biggest company out there. So I don't know. I, I'm getting worried that in the end, that it's basically going to be. There's going to be like three, four companies in the end. There, I think just... what's
4: gonna happen is that everything's gonna merge into like you said, three or four companies and then Charlie Brooker's gonna write a whole series of Black Mirror about it.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. Like it, it's gonna be like I don't think you're wrong about that, like at all. Like it's, I mean I just wonder yeah. with Netflix, like, because it's it's on so many TVs, like, would they be able like I don't know? Like, I don't know what they would do with it. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, because, yeah. like, it's already preloaded on all of those, like, on all of, like, the smart TVs. So, yeah, that's I mean, would I you saying. just be like, uh, you know, just not, like, like, you yeah. try to work it and there's, like, a, you know, frowny face, like, they, on your TV that's like, nope, sorry. <laughs> it, <laughs> might, it might
1: just be one of those things where Apple <laughs> buys, buys Netflix. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and i can't see them see i just can't see them saying oh okay now we now we've got netflix um it'll be it'll just say netflix pre, you know you know presented by apple or brought to you by apple i still mm-hmm. see them wanting to make more money and sell more units by having their own um streaming service i feel like it's it's all about it's all about selling more product too it's not just mm-hmm. about selling the streaming service, which I know that they'll want to do that. Those subscriptions are valuable, but I think they'll also want to use it to sell product. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Um,
4: yeah, scary basically depends how much they want to fuck everybody over.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I just can't yeah. like I think you have a point though, Jesse and Dan. I think you have a point when you're talking about I've already got Netflix established on my television. I've already got yeah. you know like, you know, I've I watched Netflix through, you know, my PlayStation 4. And so it's like I don't – all of a sudden, like I don't want to like turn on my PlayStation 4 one day and not have access to Netflix.
4: Yeah, I think that if yeah. if it's going to get shut down on anything, it'll get shut down on my platform, which is the Xbox. Yeah, <laughs> right.
3: yeah that, no, that
1: Microsoft.
4: They'll, yeah. They'll stick it to Microsoft, fucking I, yeah. hard. Yeah. That <laughs>
3: makes sense though, because they're they're so like petty with that shit. Like Xbox, you know, like the whole fucking ugh, like PC and Xbox versus like PS4. Like I can totally see that. Just with like, oh, we're gonna release Cuphead, but we're not gonna give it to you guys. Like, oh you know god, what I, mean? like, I know. Like, fuck
1: you. Cuphead <laughs> looks like a gorgeous game, and it's like, I would actually—that's one I would love to play because it looks gorgeous. It looks like a nineteen, like twenties, thirties cartoon. It looks, like, I listen- yeah
3: it's gorgeous and i listened to keith like fucking talk about it on nerd porn and i'm like fuck you because it like because aaron's like this is your dark souls and i'm like i want to play it so bad who's the the asshole who's the
1: asshole buying the cuphead vinyl have you seen that (laughs)
3: Mm-hmm. that that'll be key. like Keith will be buying that I, buy yeah, okay. Okay. yeah okay okay i guess we That's answered it. that Excellent.
1: question but he'll no, get a deal on it though. he'll get a yeah, he'll find it at the flea market um
3: <laughs> I was like i got i woke up at like 4am to get this but yeah, yeah. i got I it. i haggled up. the break.
1: <laughs> I picked it up for 4 bucks this
0: oh is worth 100 <laughs> yes, all great.
3: right
1: jeez yeah, <laughs> all right so that that uh, did you guys want to take a quick break it's up to you
3: i yeah, Uh, Can we? Yeah. 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 Take
1: a quick break. All right. Cool. All right. Hey, we are back. And uh, we still got more Good Pop, Bad Pop because that's what this episode's all about. For the most part. (laughs) Um, Jesse, did you have anything that you wanted to bring to Good Pop, Bad Pop this week?
3: I do. Um, I'm going to start out with a game. Um, And this is an indie game that I picked up over the weekend on PlayStation 4. You can play it on any uh, platform, but it's called Overcooked. and Yay! <laughs> it's, uh, the developer is Ghost Town Games, um, and it was published by Team17. Um, like I said, you can play this on any platform, uh, Xbox One, uh, PC, PlayStation. Uh, There's even on the Switch now. Um, it was released last year. Um the game on PS4 is five bucks. So like I give this game a Tupperware. Um, it's like we I play co-op with uh, Ron, who's my boyfriend. If anybody doesn't know. Um, and it is the craziest, most fun like co-op game I've played in a really long time. So basically you're just like these little chefs and you got to build uh, you got to build orders for your customers like that's like the whole main thing of the game but like when you play with co-op you have different maps and everything so like sometimes you have access to like the cutting board so like if you're making soup you need to just get like three tomatoes and it gives you like the recipe so you know what it is um, can you unlock you know, you other chefs
1: them. can you unlock other chefs in the game you like can. Gord, like yeah. Gordon and, like yep. Gordon Ramsay? You can. <laughs> <laughs>
3: No, there is, a raccoon, there is a raccoon in a wheelchair, which is adorable. What so hell? that's, that's who I play. Oh, it's that's um, like
1: a future rocket. <laughs> like,
3: <laughs> it's like after rockets all done, it's like, I'm just in this wheelchair. I gotta, I gotta cook some meals. Um, so like basically like, so you're doing all these different things. So like you're putting like for soup, you put it in a pot for like pizza. You got to cut everything and then put it in the, in the oven, but you also got to plate it and then you got to serve it. So, you know, like, the maps are all different, so, like, sometimes, like, you both can do all of these things. Sometimes, like, you have to hand stuff off. So it really is, like, a co-op game in the whole sense of the word, where, like, you do have to communicate to each other while you're playing. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to Oh, that's get awesome.
1: That sounds amazing.
3: It's so much fun, because when you have somebody like Ron who... Is great. Like, he will just yell at things. He'll be like, tomatoes! Like, just. And like he'll just use it's
0: cra- raw, <laughs> <laughs>
3: like just his crazy. He'll just yell out things like "We're cooking," and I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like this, and I'm like laughing for so like half the, like, you know, half the shit. Like we're trying to get out. Like I yeah. can't even get through it because I'm laughing so hard. Like <laughs> it is so much fun. And like you can play. They have um, competitive levels that you unlock. So you have to play co op first in order to unlock any of the competitive. Levels, which is pretty cool because, like, you don't, you can't just like go in and like, you know, try to beat each other up. It's like, no, you have to actually play together first, at least for like a couple levels, and then you can unlock that stuff. So, okay, so what happens?
1: Like, like you, you finish, you, you, you and Ron complete a meal. Like, then what happens? Like, does somebody eat it and like tell you? like what they thought of it or like what like what's the point
3: um so basically you're just trying to get the most amount of meals out as you can okay so like it's kind of like a candy crush system where you're you're going around on on a map and so like your different locations on the map have different um like one's an ice level so it's really slippery and you have icebergs that you have to like so it's like a little bit of platforming involved
4: i hate that level
3: yeah, that level. Oh the <laughs> amount of times that we fell into the ice, and like when you fall, <laughs> when you fall off the map, it like counts you down by like five seconds before you reappear. So you're like, shit, and like if you don't get the soup off like in time, right. like there's a little beeper that goes off, and I'll catch on fire. Okay, oh, you can't real, like real, sh- real
1: chefs don't have these dangers, right? I mean, like <laughs> this is like strictly like video game stuff. Right,
3: right. <laughs> don't have conveyor belts that like if you don't get it off the conveyor belt, it goes into the trash. Like, it's like,
1: like, <laughs> <Yeah.
3: laughs>
4: and, and you're I'm like. The- the counters don't move when you're on yeah. the go ship.
3: <laughs> exactly. And you're like, it's like, you're like, oh, like orders up, orders up, like burger, go surf it. And it's just, it's so fucking funny. Um, and it's like for like $6, like it wasn't even $6 to pick up this game. And they have, wow. they have their leather level uh, packs that you can pick up. So there's like two other ones that we haven't bought yet, but they're also like $6. So the value of this game is like, insane and like you can play it by yourself it's a little bit harder because you have to like switch uh, sounds sad you have to switch steps.
1: sounds sad um, to play it by yourself like it's so sad yeah
3: <laughs> like once you play it with somebody else like there's no yeah. way that you can go back to playing it by yourself you're just like oh this would be so much funner or, like more fun yeah. if like somebody else is with me yelling at me this entire time
2: <laughs> the lonely um, chef
3: Yeah, but, like <laughs> the whole the whole concept of it is that like you start out at like the craziest level like it's post-apocalyptic world and there's a spaghetti monster that you have to feed so <laughs> like they set you up for failure where like you can't possibly give them enough of whatever it is
0: and so what do you feed a spaghetti monster
1: go- so
3: then- <laughs> hold on
1: is the spaghetti monster made of spaghetti or is it just a monster that really enjoys pasta
3: that's my question. <laughs> it's, a literal, it's a literal monster made out of spaghetti. <laughs>
1: Why would a spaghetti monster made of spaghetti? And what would said spaghetti monster eat? Like Parmesan cheese? Like what's going I mean, on here?
3: He was this, eating soup, soup and um, um, burgers
4: as well. I think. Yeah, I
1: think.
3: Yeah. So. I think you start out. I think you start out with soup because it's like the easiest thing to make. But can like, you tell if they're male or
1: female by the meatballs? Hold on, like. <laughs> I know I'm getting out. So whatever. Move on. Go ahead.
3: That's not even even the creepiest thing. The creepiest thing is that like you cut and serve onions in an onion soup and your king that's like he's like telling you to go and do all these things is an onion. So.
1: Oh, wow.
4: That's like cannibalism. (laughs)
3: Yeah, exactly. Chopping up his babies. The, story, <laughs> the story of this game is kind of dark. If you think about it like that, you're just like, yeah. wait, what? Like, you were an onion king and you're telling me to chop up, like, your little babies and serve them to people. Okay. I guess so. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's so much fun. I mean, I would say pick it up. Like, if you have people that you play with, like, locally, like, pick up this game and Over- play it because it is so much fucking
4: fun. It's
1: called Overcooked
3: overcooked
4: yep. yeah yeah right i totally agree i've got it as well it's a total
1: tupperware uh no, here yeah. so yeah dan says tupperware as well so yeah six nice. bucks yep. you can't beat it uh speaking of video games i want to talk about a uh video game documentary that i watched this morning uh it's called man versus snake the long and twisted tale of, <laughs> the long and twisted tale of nibbler have you guys seen this
0: no.
2: oh i no. missed it shit Where?
1: Uh yeah, it's uh it's on Netflix. Um and and let's see, I'll read a little bit of the synopsis here. If you ever played the game Snake on your early model Nokia cell phone, then you're familiar with Nibbler, the original Snake game. Uh Man vs. Snake tells the story of Tim McVeigh, the gamer, not the bomber, who in nineteen 1980- eighty <laughs> It's true. His name's Timothy. His name's Tim McVeigh, Uh, but who in 1984 on a single quarter and over 40 hours of nonstop play was the first person in history to score over a over one billion points on a video game. Uh, This historic accomplishment led the city of Ottumwa to declare a civic day in Tim's honor tim mcveigh day and present him with the key to the city 25 years later when rumors of a higher score surface online attributed to italian kickboxing champion enrico zanetti it calls into question everything tim mcveigh has believed for decades and forces him to make a decision either set a new world record or risk losing his legacy forever now middle-aged and out of shape tim discovers that reclaiming the nibbler title will not be easy uh, packed with unexpected twisted turns the film documents one of the epic achievements of the classic gaming era and provides a powerful tale of triumph of the human spirit i i really enjoy this i'm gonna give it a high taste that i think <clears throat> if you've seen uh king of kong uh fistful of quarters that documentary a lot of people that are in that doc- documentary like uh what's his name billy billy what's his fuck what's his name that uh <laughs> the guy he he was like Ah, fuck it, you guys don't know. Anyway, uh. Um,
4: yeah, no, I, I do, I know exactly who you mean, but I can't remember his bloody name.
1: His last name, his first name's Billy, but he's in this one, like the same ref guy that owns, like, the, the arcade, he's in this one as well. There's a lot of, like, familiar faces from that, um documentary that are in this one. And the game Nibbler, like, I remember seeing the game when I was a kid. I n- maybe played it once, but I don't remember. It's the game where, like, you Like like Pac-Man, it's a maze and you eat the pellets. And when you eat the pellets, like your tail grows longer. But once you Mm -hmm. get to the point where you bite your own tail, that's when the game's over. Like you lose a life and you got to start over. And so it's one of the only games where like you could actually score up to a billion points. Like in most games, it stopped at like a million is where the counter would stop. And so this one would take you to over a billion. So he's the first person to ever hit a billion in this game. And I, I really enjoyed it. I, I had a lot of fun with this uh, documentary. It's not too long. It's like an hour and a half um Hmm. but i really enjoyed it and it does have twists and turns and and they introduce you to some other you know classic gamers and stuff like that and there's a competition and they literally he this guy literally has to stay up over 40 hours to even try to beat it so (laughs) like wow Wow. yeah so he's Ah. like no
4: no breaks or
1: anything like that like they do some tournaments no breaks or how do you take a break though You've gotta build your lives up. In this game you can build your lives up. So if he has oh. if he builds up his lives to like, you know, like ninety some lives or whatever, yeah. he can step away from the game, you know, you know, pee, get, you know, <laughs> sit down, chill out, whatever, take a take oh. a mental break, but you're losing Jeez. lives that entire time. Right.
3: Jesus mm. like if like the amount of sweat that would come out of my body like playing that yeah. that long, like with that much pressure. I would never be able to do it. No. Nope. Has this, is this the one where people have
4: died playing this game?
1: No, they never, nobody,
4: nobody, nobody, <laughs> nobody, nobody died.
3: There, there <laughs> is, the casualties, there is, there casualties. Is
1: the, there is a documentary. It's no, not that's King that's, of Kong. That's it. That, that documentary was the follow up to this one. It was called Nibbled. <laughs> And it was about <laughs> it was about the people that died right, from playing Nibbler. No
3: memorial.
4: Oh, man, it's crazy. There's like there's this, I can't remember what game it is either. It sucks. But like in this documentary, they talk oh my about god, I, to die
1: playing a game that sucked. <laughs>
4: no, 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 no. no it, it sucks. I can't remember the game. but oh. it was like in this documentary, and there's two people that have attempted like one of these records on one of these games, and they've actually like, they've got the record, and then they have. Died next to the machine like fifteen minutes later. Oh wow! It's like, And it happened to two guys. It's so weird. There's a there's a documentary on that. Cursed. Yeah, yeah. It's like a. Oh, I can't remember. What, that's the thing. I can't remember. They, they,
1: had, like, uh, was- I mean, that's like a that's like a, an article I would click on. I don't want to watch like a whole fucking movie on it. You know? No,
4: they're just they're just mentioned
1: oh. in this other oh,
4: guy's okay. like race <laughs> to get this no, th- this other guy's no, race to get the uh, the the, uh, the score. I think I've <laughs> <They're> seen this <laughs> as well. So I think they're... I've seen Man versus Snake because it's got those weird animated bits in it.
1: Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. It has. those. Yeah, yeah. I think I have seen. It. I saw it a while
4: yeah. ago. But yeah, yeah, oh, I love these things, man. They're so entertaining. Yeah,
1: you got to watch this one. It's called Man versus Snake: The Long and Twisted Tale of Nibbler. So. Yeah, oh. they like their long titles for these, right? Like, yeah, yeah. They like it, long you, title. Yeah, King of Kong. They could have stopped there, but they're like, no, let's throw a colon in there and call it Fistful of Quarters. Fuck it, you know. Yeah. This one they could... <laughs> man versus Snake colon the long and twisted tail of Nibbler. <laughs> Why not just call it the long and twisted tail of Nibbler or something? Man versus Snake. Fuck off. Um, yeah, I liked it. It's a high taste um, I really enjoyed it, though. I would definitely check it out. Um, it's just something to, it's something fun to watch on Netflix if you, if you have time, which I have plenty of these days. Uh, let's <laughs> see here. I, well, do I have anything else? Hold on. Well, I think I think that's all I got. I think that's no, all no, no, no. You don't. No, it can't got, be.
4: What? You've got uh what was it the end of the fucking
1: world or something oh yeah i gotta talk about that shut the fuck up you're right hold on before i talk about that i was uh i was on uh there's a website that i go on to like you know have different things i uh made for different podcasts and stuff there's like i don't know if you guys are going to be able to hear this if you can't hear it then it's not worth it but there's a guy he does a morgan freeman impersonation like an like a impression and he does it really good. I might move the mic so you can hear this. You can pay this guy. You can pay this guy like five bucks to say anything is Morgan Freeman. Um, so, some of the shit that people pay him to say is Morgan Freeman. Hold on, I'm going to move the mic so you guys can hear this. Hold on. You guys can still hear me, right? Yeah. yeah. Just all right. Yep. All right. Here, I think. Hold on. I got it here. So you can pay this guy five bucks. To say anything is Morgan Freeman. You gotta listen somebody asked him to do like these rap lyrics. It's fuck hold, hold on up. one. Here we go.
0: Excuse me, can I see your dang-a-lang, brother? I mean you know, just <laughs> juggle your balls like the Wrangling Brothers. You can eat it like a treat, you can squirt it, you can ski. I'm a freak. I love to be. Just don't get none in my sheets. How I will not come all on your dick and then I lick it off? I mean, it's something so funny when it gets soft. I like to play with it. Squeeze it like a stress ball. He say he like to hear the sound of me slurping it. Ass so fat, all oh, these bitches' pussies is throbbing. Bad bitches, I'm your leader. Phantom by the meter. Somebody point me to the best ass eater. Only rat bitch pussy tastes like fruit. Back to the thug and now we sip in scissor. Pour it down my ass, let him drink it till he dessert. You can suck a dick or you can suck on a ball sack. No, no, I don't endorse that. Pause that, abort that. Got that super soap. Oh my god! Wow! I, I'm sorry. There,
1: there's there's actually more, but I think it cut out. I apologize, but uh yeah, I thought you guys might want to hear that. I- <laughs> <laughs> I
4: see I, you've been spending your time very creatively. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you, can, you gotta admit, you can pay this. He sounds he sounds pretty good, right? He sounds yeah. great. Yeah, great. you can pay this guy five bucks. He'll say whatever the fuck you want him to say as Morgan Freeman. I think it's amazing. It's an amazing service he's offering, and to have him fucking quote just like really, really lewd rap lyrics is amazing. I think. <laughs> and I have to share I don't care that's the kind of show this is
4: oh no now the lyrics are going around in my head uh, oh, oh, man. oh man What? how did you
1: find that uh hey, hey you know, don't ask don't ask don't ask any questions dan i'll see here. oh yeah i watched uh what is it the end of the fucking world is that what it's called yeah, something like that. Yeah, All yeah, right. it is. Yeah, the end of the fucking world. Yeah, I didn't take I didn't take any notes on this today. It's a, it's a new Netflix um, series. It just dropped on uh, Friday. It was actually available though. It's been available since October 27th, but it was on. Let me see here. I'm I'm pulling this up as I'm trying to talk to you guys. It was. It's based on a graphic novel written and illustrated by Charles Forsman, um, and it was uh, – episode one was broadcasted on Channel 4 in the UK, uh, and the rest of the series was available via Channel Four's video-on-demand service, and that was on – back in October, but we didn't have access to it – here until uh, it, it's a netflix original so netflix must have purchased it either before or after this and uh, now it's on netflix and it just dropped it's eight episodes and each episode is between 19 to 21 minutes um i when i first started watching the story it's about two teenagers a 17 year old boy and i think I, I don't know how old she is yeah it, here's a synopsis james is 17 and is pretty sure he is a psychopath. Alyssa, also seventeen, is the cool and moody new girl at school. The pair make a connection, and she persuades him to embark on a road trip in search of her real father. Um, there's a lot more to this. I actually turned it off when I first started watching it because when they talk about James being a psychopath, um, he 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 he's like he's he dreams about killing a human being. He wants to kill. He wants to be like a serial killer and kill people. He hates people and everything he's very disconnected from feelings and people and he actually they show him like killing like they don't show him but they they, they he kills animals he starts off with animals yeah. and oh. they he kills,
4: he kills his oh. neighbor's cat doesn't Uh-oh. he
1: have you seen this dan
4: i watched the first episode today because yeah. you said that you were watching the whole thing
1: i had to stop after that when i when i originally started this i had to stop after that and just kind of like take a step back um when when they w- because it it was almost like when they showed that he was killing animals um this young kid they 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 almost had like this Wes Anderson moment where he's like laying out the dead animals like in front of you yeah and i was like okay i'm going to step away from this one but then like as you know and i stepped away for a couple hours watched some other things um and then i was like you know what i'm going to jump back into that show i'm not going to be one of those people that just because It offended me a little bit that I'm not, that I'm gonna let, that I'm gonna let that affect how I view the entire show. Because that's just this character. I don't have to, I don't think that the show is going to be supportive of this character acting this way. So, let's Mm -hmm. see, let's see if it gets, even though like, Within me, I'm thinking. I'm offended by this. I'm offended, and I and I was. I was. I was like, oh my gosh! I can't believe they're showing me this because I love animals, you know, and um, can't believe they're showing me this. I'm. I'm just like, but you know what? I mean, just because something offends you a little bit doesn't mean that there aren't people out there like that. And it doesn't mean that the show's gonna fucking like raise this guy up on a pedestal and say, yeah, now you should go out there and kill animals too. You know, <laughs> it's no. So I'm just like, Brian, just fucking chill the fuck out. Don't be such a bitch and just watch the show and see if it gets better. And I'm glad I did. I love this show. Oh, my God, I love it. It is fucking great. It is a Tupperware. Um, it does take a few episodes for it to really get started into, like, what it does become, this road trip. It's kind of like a twisted Bonnie and Clyde-type road trip between these two teenagers um, who start to, to connect and things like that. I and, and, of course, she's on her search for her real father. I love it. And I hope we get a season two. It is fantastic. I it, oh my god it's so good because you're dealing with characters that you really don't deal with in like other mediums like coming together and they and they get put into situations where you're just like oh my god I can't believe they're in this situation you say that to yourself because um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to spoil it a little bit but like James is always thinking about, within like the first three, four episodes, he's having these fantasies about killing her, and little flashes of like him holding a knife, and slitting her throat, and blood everywhere, he's dreaming about killing her, and she's just wanting to kind of talk to him, because he seems different than anybody else at school, and she is kind of like, I think she's drawn to kind of like, you know, darker people that are just into like, that just aren't normal and well, um, she
4: has that she has that moment in the first episode where her friend that sat opposite her texts her a message and she like smashes she's like yeah are you kidding me and she's like what and she goes (laughs) i'm right here and then her friend goes but it's free so she just stands up she smashes her phone on the floor and then she goes and talks to james
1: yeah it's it's yeah it's It's, I don't know, man. It's fantastic. It's so good. Like her attitude, she just hates everything. And she's, she's kind of like, just like a moody girl, but, and, and, but he's got his own thing going on. He's just not like your regular moody kid. He's got his own problems and his own uh, dark fantasies and things like that. And he gets put into a situation later where he's actually confronted with like what he's been fantasizing about. And. (laughs) and i was just like that moment there i was just kind of like hooked on the show like i was blown away by this show i i love it 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 has an indie feel it has like an indie film feel to it um the the episodes are really easy to watch they're only 20 minutes a piece and there's eight episodes so i burned through the whole season this morning and i i thought it was great i one of the other things that i really like about this show when things are happening is as characters are talking, sometimes as they're talking, they also provide you with their internal dialogue. So like, yeah, there's like narration, isn't there? Yes. I love it because like, there'll be a part where, um, a character is talking out loud, like, Oh my God, I can't believe you're freaking out. And inside that character's head, they're saying, Oh my God, I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. But like, they look calm on the outside. And I I love that. It, it makes you feel like you're connecting a little bit more with the characters and figuring out like who they are because you get that internal you know dialogue which i think kind of like maybe translates from like the original graphic novel like maybe you get that in the graphic novel and they're kind of bringing it to you here i i i love it i get through the first 3 4 episodes and i know it, it's a tough watch on that first one watching with with the animals if you are an animal lover you just got it's just that one scene um you just got to get through it. You just got to be cuz I'm I'm that way. I I turned I've turned off things in the past and never watched them again because of the way they treat animals. And it, I I'm trying to I'm tr- I'm trying to fast forward through things too when when I see stuff like that, I just fast forward <laughs> through it. I I had to f- Daniel know what I'm talking about with The Walking Dead this season, there was a scene I had to fast forward through yeah. this season. So you know, and, and, but I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going to, I'm just going to try to get through through those things. And I'm glad that I did here. I'm glad that I did. Cause I think that there's some great payoff in this series. I, I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, season two has not been announced yet, but uh, hopefully it will get announced. what do you think of the first episode, Dan? Was it enough for you to, to kind of like want to continue to watch Um, I'm a massive,
4: like, Wes Anderson fan, so I really enjoyed, like, the cuts and the editing, and, you know, it's got quite, like, an eclectic soundtrack and stuff like that. Like, there's music in there in certain parts where, you know, you would think that that song wouldn't fit, but it really does. Yeah. But I fucking hate both those characters.
1: Really? I find find them
4: disgusting human beings. and You will. And... I actually, I, I, I actually dislike Alyssa more than James hmm. because she's just like this horrible person, and I, I mean, because basically, I watched it and I started watching in the beginning of the second episode, and I was like, I got to turn this off. I was like, i I was done after those first like twenty five minutes. Yeah. So I mean you're saying that it pays off you sound like one of those Marvel Agents of Shields guys, nah. bro. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, that's 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 fine. I mean that's fine. I'm just saying I I feel like if you are watching Daredevil season one and if you just watch if you watched every episode but the Kingpin episode The Kingpin episode is like where you find out like why he is the way he is. And yeah. this show Will get you to the point where these characters that are despicable, you'll understand why they are the way they are. Yeah, and that's- I
4: just—I was just cringing like every time that they were talking, and I hated them. Mm-hmm. So much, and not, <laughs> yeah. and not like because I mean I'm not I love a good bad guy I love a good bad guy in movies and TV series and everything, but I just I just didn't feel any kind of connection with any of the characters and even their families assholes as well I literally didn't like anybody in this show so that's why I stopped watching it because I mean like her stepdad is an absolute fucking scumbag. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and her mom is just as bad as well because of, you know, other reasons. Um, it's like, oh, man. I, I just I couldn't see, carry on with it.
1: Once the kids start to change, they start to view other people differently. Yeah. And then you as the viewer then will also see certain characters in a different light. I, okay. It... it I, and I'm saying you could watch the full season and not like it, Dan, and that's <laughs> yeah. fine. I, just for me, I, I think once I got to, oh my god, once I got to, I think like the end of episode three and, and then through episode four, I was hooked. I, I, I just had to keep watching until I finished yeah. it. Cause so. it,
4: it's literally like I said. I love the way it's put together. I think the acting's brilliant. Yeah, it's it's a really good like quality show. But you know how hard it is. Like when you watch something and you, and you literally can't relate to anybody in it. And you just kind of think, well, wow, this probably isn't for me. And then you'll, you know, you'll turn it off and go on to something else. That's that's what I got from this first and the first episode and like the half of the second episode. But I mean, you're saying that. So it makes me you want know, to carry don't, on. Hey, hey, it. Hey, hold on. <laughs> like
1: when you when you made the crack about fucking Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, let's, yeah. <laughs> Dan, Dan, we're, no, hold on. You're literally talking about seasons, not episodes, okay. Yeah, no, you're talking like hour-long episodes, right? Yeah, not twenty-minute episodes, right? Yeah. Uh, hey, Brian, wait till you get to season four. Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> Fuck you, Dan. I'm telling. I'm telling you, Dan. I'm telling you. 60 minutes later, you might like it. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Right. right? I'm not telling you. I'm not telling you. It's gonna fucking take, uh, you know, three weekends before you get there. Okay. okay sweet. All all right. I'll give it a go. I will yeah. give it a go. All right. That's fine. And if you don't, if you, you know what, if you don't like the whole thing, that's fine. It might not be for everybody. I don't think that this is for everybody. I, I have, the, I have a dark side. Believe it or not. <laughs> Um, but, uh, so, so yeah, my dark side enjoyed it. So, um, nice. <laughs> uh, uh, last thing I want to talk about, and then I'm just going to throw it in you guys' hands and let you guys just go nuts. If you have any good pop, bad pop left is I've been watching a show. Um, I think it's like, it's, it's executive produced, I think by Danny McBride. Let me look this up. I, I mean, my, I, you gotta understand guys, I have not done a lot of notes, on this episode as far as some of the stuff that I've been watching uh it's an animated show it's on TBS it's called Tarantula and yeah, uh, Tarantula is an animated half-hour comedy. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it's an animated half-hour comedy written by Carson Mell from Silicon Valley, Eastbound and Down, and executive produced by Danny McBride and Rough House Pictures. It's set at the Tierra Chula Resident Hotel, a.k.a. The Tarantula. It centers on Echo Johnson, whose poetic ramblings tell tales of misadventures. This show, I, God, I'm Tupperware and everything, but I love it. I think it's great. It's 10 episodes. I saw one of the episodes on TBS, and then because um, that's where it's airing is on TBS. But they said the whole season is available on TBS.com. So I downloaded the TBS app onto my phone, uh, onto my iPad, and I've uh, I've got one episode left to watch. I've watched all night. I've watched the first nine episodes, and I love it. it it's kind of filling in. Like I'm a big King of the Hill fan, and if you're like, mm. if you love King of the Hill, if you if you love King of the Hill, if you love um um. Cheech and Chong, if you love, uh, <laughs> oh my god, uh, so weird. the big Lebowski. If you love the big Lebowski, King of the Hill, and, and uh, <laughs> and, and Cheech and Chong, you will love tarantula. It is I don't know how else to explain this, but I love the character of Echo. This is this is this is so much fun. And there's it's just a cartoon just where weird shit happens and each story is uh just Echo telling a story. I think it's kind of cool that his name is Echo and that's what he does. The entire episode is Echo a story um to somebody else about him and his friends and like um what they what adventures they get into. I Oh my god! You gotta watch it. It's called Tarantula. Um, you can watch the entire thing on the TBS app. I think it's fucking fantastic. And oh, and then the, the but, last thing I want to talk about is uh, Sixty Days in is back on A and E. It's like probably like one of my favorite reality shows. It's where like real people go into prison and oh uh, not that shit again mm, jesus christ fuck you <laughs> fuck you it's fucking great man oh my god it's so good it I is so- first this- I
4: heard about this when i was talking to you and jake about it yeah. and i was you can listen back to the episode man i am just floored yeah. by just by the you know just how the show is like it's I just nuts went, i was like so uh you you they put
1: real people yes. and you they're like, yeah. And I'm like, in prison. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, this season, it's called 60 Days In, and the guy from last season, they asked him if he wanted to spend another 60 days, and he's doing it. And they've got a father and son combo in this season. Oh, oh my God. And, and they're Mormon. yeah (laughs) this show this show is unreal i love it so it's on a and e only one episode aired uh the first episode aired on uh on uh new year's day and it was like a two-hour episode And i was like fuck yeah so uh it's (laughs) yeah i love it 60 days in love it anyway i
4: remember saying like uh was it you uh, apparently they were trying to the the premise at the beginning was to put them in to try and like (laughs) yeah find out like where the drugs were coming and stuff right and that was the first season and in the second season like the trail said the drugs are more rampant (laughs) and it was the same prison (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I I think I'm I'll, end, I'll end my bit about this by saying the same thing as I did before. What the fuck is happening with your country?
1: <laughs> oh god! Oh god! Don't, don't ask don't. that. No, we, that's 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 a whole other podcast, my man.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking
1: put in prison. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, amazing. Uh, uh, all right, <laughs> oh, shit, I think that is all I have for Go Pop Bad Pop did you guys have anything that you wanted to finish on Rebecca
2: uh, I could talk real quick about the movie I, Tanya. has <laughs> anybody seen
1: it? no I want to and uh, I'm definitely going to awesome um,
2: Yeah, I, Tanya. if you guys remember of course the whole Nancy Kerrigan, Tanya Harding thing that happened here with the ice skating and blah 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 um, This has uh, Margot Robbie, Sebastian Stan, Allison Janney. Um, I'm just going to write out, say that this movie is a Tupperware. 100%. You want to talk about a dark comedy, Ooh. something that is completely self-aware, fourth wall breaking. It's meta. It's a mockumentary. It is amazing. So I I walked into it, not like sure what to expect. Like, were we going to get like, Um, this idea of like, oh, everybody feel bad for Tanya or everybody hate her or whatever. It's really told as a mockumentary and they talk to the camera in character as stuff is happening. So like you're, you're (laughs) watching, you're, you're like watching stuff happen. And, and then one of them will look right at the camera and be like, but that's what they want you to believe. Like that (laughs) kind of shit. Right. And, um, it's, it's amazing. They, they will very much leave it up to you to decide how much you want to believe and how much you don't want to believe about what happened and what Tanya says she knew and didn't know. Um, it's up to you. Like at the end, I walked out feeling just as unsure as when I walked in. I I really wasn't sure. Allison Janney is amazing as her mother. Yes. I mean, <laughs> you. I mean, she's just great. She's. I love Allison Janney. I love her in everything she's in, and she's just great in this movie. Um, the guy who plays the bodyguard. Do you guys remember him? The bodyguard Sean, yeah. yep. who like swore he had like. FBI <laughs> training, and he is doing international whatever. Oh. He's played he's played oh. by this. He's played by this actor named Paul Walter Hauser. He is like he's brilliant in this uh. role. <laughs> if you remember, like all the footage of of like the interviews that this guy did, um, he's perfect. He is perfect, and I mean Sebastian Stan. I mean he's playing Jeff Galuli. I mean and, and it's not it's not pretty what they show. I mean they show him beating Tanya up. Um and they show the abuse that Tanya says that she suffered from from little at the hands of her mother. Um and they take you all the way through the incident. I will say that they do a good job of presenting her as a as a sympathetic character um especially like I mean it's not spoiling anything cuz I mean, it all happened. You can look it up. But I mean, like when she lost her, uh, like she had to give up ice skating. Like she could she was banned completely from 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 competition. Um, And in the courtroom scene, it's very emotional. I mean, she breaks down because it's literally the only thing she knows how to do. She never graduated high school. She's not educated. All she can do is skate. And they took that away from her for good reason. Well, she's but- going
1: to be on the next season of 60 Days In, Dan. So. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, it's it's a really, really great film. Like, especially if you remember the whole thing that went down at the Olympics with Nancy Kerrigan mm-hmm. um, and, and Tanya Harding. I would say go see this movie. It does not glorify Tanya as a hero or make her like – the victim. I mean, Tanya, Margot Robbie, as Tanya tells you in like the documentary part, she considers herself to be a victim. Like everything that happens, she's like, but that's not my fault. That's not my fault. And, but that's just her side of it. And, and they really do a good job of, of really just showing these really great, like these, these character studies almost. And mm. um, I think it's really well done. It's very tongue in cheek and completely self-aware and i just i love that kind of stuff and go see it Uh, tupperware 100 percent. that's awesome i I
4: just watched the trailer for that and that looks hilarious
2: (laughs) i mean you will laugh out loud at at parts but then there's going to be parts that are going to be real and you're going to be like oh my god did that really happen and um the the little girl who's in this she plays Tanya from like age I think eight to twelve it's McKenna Grace who is on Designated Survivor on Channel Seven on on ABC and then she's was in the movie Gifted with Chris Evans she's a great little child actress um, and she really she has a good she has a good. Uh, Portion of this movie where she's playing Tanya Harding as a as a young girl, and I think she does really well. Uh Margot Robbie, though, is just absolutely amazing. She is great. She's really, really good in this movie. Alice and Janney, though, I mean, stand out mm-hmm. as the mother. Completely stand out.
1: Yeah, I just got a text from uh old man Shooty, and he said he said, Allison Janney is so gonna win the Oscar for this.
2: Oh. She, she should. She absolutely should. I mean, if half the stuff in this movie is true, her mother is terrible. Oh. I mean, absolutely. I mean, there's this and I, I don't want to give too much away. Uh, but there's a scene where like something happens that you think the mom is like really showing her like like real true motherly love. And and Tanya, who has not been shown that ever, you know, gets real emotional and then something happens where she realizes that her mom doesn't – is not showing her that love. She's out for herself mm-hmm. and she just loses it. I mean she loses it and she's so betrayed mm-hmm. by that moment and – um it's a really well done film. Everybody in it is great. And at the end, you know, as they're running the credits, they'll show you, like, real clips, real footage, you know. And, and they even show, like, at the Olympics when Tanya competed for the last time when, like, her skate was broken or her lace or whatever. And she, like, puts it up on the judges, you know, table, like, so they can look at it. I mean, it's really well done. I mean – all the jumps and flips uh um not flips but like all the jumps and <laughs> spins and whatever i mean it's all like cgi stuff and um where they put like margot robbie's head on on a skater's body but she she does a lot of the skating on her own which is great but i i really can't recommend this movie enough i mean it really is a great dark comedy do it's, they have
1: uh, <laughs> do they have an actress that plays nancy kerrigan
2: they do, it they is. do, and they do show the incident. Okay. Um,
1: I, that was, I, I mean, this was all over the news. I remember oh, this yeah. all oh, yeah. over it the news when I was huge a kid. Deal. I mean, Nancy Kerrigan for crying out loud! After this happened, like she hosted Saturday Night Live. I mean, yeah, she was like a hero. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, yeah, they they got her to host SNL after this. It was crazy how much of like a media circus this was.
2: Yeah. Oh, I I remember it really well. Also, I mean, I I was I was pretty young, so I mean, I remember being really into ice skating and watching it back then. And I mean, everybody knew about this. And and
1: yeah, there was like it it was like it was like the Menendez brothers, this and OJ, yes,
2: yes, absolutely. (laughs) uh And and this happens right before OJ. Yeah. 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 I mean, that was like the trifecta of the '90s. Yeah. Absolutely. The Menendez, Casey, Kerrigan, OJ. It was it was crazy. But what's really interesting is. Nancy Kerrigan, as the character, plays such a tiny role in this movie. It really is all about Tanya. It really, really is, and hence the title, think- huh? Yeah. yeah.
1: No, no, no.
2: I Tanya. <laughs> uh, but I, I mean, it's 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 just so well done. It really, really is, and I, I think, I think Brian, you would you would really enjoy it. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like it's a great movie.
1: All right, yeah, I Tanya. I that's it's definitely on my list. Um anything else from any of you guys?
3: Uh, uh yeah, I have a couple actually. Um so the first thing I want to talk about is um the Netflix series Dark. Um has anybody watched it?
1: I watched like the first 5 minutes of it and I thought that the uh the the, <laughs> the, the, the dubbing was so terrible that I turned it off.
3: Yeah, you can't watch it dubbed. You have to watch subtitles. Yeah, for do it. Sure. Yeah. Do it with. I watched. I think I've watched three
2: or four episodes now, Jesse. Yeah. Um, and and it's, subtitle is the all way the to way. go Yeah. because the dubbing is atrocious oh, and it's, so it'll it'll it takes
3: you out of it. But it yeah, took it, me out yeah,
2: of it yeah. within if you minutes. Subtitles. You should do it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Do do subtitles. It's not worth watching in dubbing.
3: No, not at all. Like we watched like literally one sentence and we're like, nope, we can't do this. We're gonna watch it in subtitles. So, um, I. We finished this last week and I would give it, um, a high taste. It, um, it's like it starts off like a darker version of Stranger Things. Um, but it's like sci fi meets mystery meets horror. Um, and it's like super German, like super just like everything's always raining. Like the palette is all gray. Like it's just, it's just great, like, but the for me at least the story was com- is compelling enough and mysterious enough to keep me watching it. So, I mean, basically the premise is that there is it the year is twenty nineteen. There's a kid that goes missing, um, and basically the events of that a missing child are very similar to a missing child from 1986. So they're one of the um, main guys whose child is missing. His name is Ulrich in the show Um, that like, we keep calling him Mads because Ron thinks he looks like Mads Mickelson. So we keep calling him like Mads older brother. Um, So (laughs) he's not related by the way. Um, So like, This all kind of relates to, like, when his brother went missing back in 1986. There's also another time period, um, 1953, that's also involved. So, basically, the story, like, kind of goes back and forth um, between those three time periods um, with all of these different characters of the small town trying to figure out the mystery of the missing boy. And then in each um, time period, like, the events that are happening. So it's it's kind of confusing um but because you're kind of like because i like i was watching it in subtitles i think you kind of get the story i don't know a little bit better because you're actually reading it and you're not you're not just listening to it if that makes sense i don't know um but uh yeah so um i'm sorry am i still there
1: yeah, you still okay. no, All
3: right, so nobody yeah. was saying anything, so I'm like, oh, I, <laughs> got a little bit first for a second.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen it, so I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out if this is something. Just, I'm trying to listen to you to figure out if this is something that I want to jump back onto.
3: Well, I mean, you have the you have the time, so you might as well. But like, <laughs> hey, jokes. Oh, <laughs> I, just, I have to add that little like nervous laugh after, like, <laughs> um, so, but like, yeah, like it's it for me. It was like it's super compelling to figure out this mystery because it really is. The amount of times that it jumps back and forth um, is pretty crazy. But also, I have to say they did a really, really good job with the casting in this show. Because when you jump back and forth between the time periods, you're seeing people from 2019 and mm. how young they are um, in 1986. And then vice versa, like older people from 1986 and how much younger they are from 1953. And they, and look, like,
1: they look like their counterparts?
3: Yeah, like crazy wow like they like the casting is so good and so like when you're starting to figure out some of the mysteries you're like holy shit like what the fuck and like every episode there's almost like always like a what the fuck moment like what the hell is happening like what am i watching like what is going on um like because like you like you see characters like so they have the missing child And then there's also, like, this whole thing where, like, you see a child with, like, their eyes are, like, burned out. And that's not giving away anything. It's just, that might have been in the trailer. But, like, their eyes look like they're burned out. So you're trying to figure out that mystery as as well as the mystery of the child that's missing. And also, why are all of these events connected? And why is it this particular town? So it's a really interesting kind of show is it a one season and done kind of deal no no they actually renewed season two so um which is great because the way that it ends you're like oh for fuck's sake like just like (laughs) (laughs) like you're like everything that you kind of knew and figured out the last episode just turns it and you're like what the fuck So, like if they hadn't renewed it for a second season like I, I don't know. I would have just been like, that sucks. Because yeah. now I need to know yeah. like why this next thing has happened. Nice. So, um, I mean, it's not like some people. I've seen it described as like Stranger Things, but don't don't go into it like that because it's way it's it's a serious dramatic show. There's no, there's like. I don't I think maybe one time somebody smiles like maybe like (laughs) like that's it's just I mean, it's so German in that way where it's just like every scene it's raining and you're just like, how can this be raining like constantly in this place? Like it's so crazy, Hmm. like how how much uh, rain there is uh, now, 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 in like- Now we're talking about the
1: weather. Like, this is like every horrible conversation I've ever had on it.
3: This is, this you're is, gonna is it. This And you're going to be like, holy shit, he was right. There's a fucking lot of rain. Like, how are they dealing no, with
1: this you've, you've taken this into bad date territory. Like, you know, like how about that weather?
3: <laughs> but it, but you're absolutely right. But in my defense, Ron had just walked in, and so I got a little distracted.
2: But,
1: it's fine. It's uh- It's just a fucker. With you hey speaking of stranger things guess who shows up in molly's game steve steve from stranger Ooh. things yeah oh yeah he. i steve. forgot about him being in that movie all right um oh yeah and he's still rocking the same hair no, like the hair there's nothing different <laughs> about, nothing different about the hair it's all the same all right what's the other thing that you wanted to talk about
3: um so the other thing is uh dave chappelle's new comedy special?
1: yes I watched it
3: uh um, I watched it okay. this morning Ray, um t- first of all total Tupperware like top to bottom like he's th- he's just i can't even he's so brilliant like i he's just hilarious and it's a two parter so it's like it they it's really weird because like they have it um uh, hold on. I'm trying to pull up the title of it. If you know it, just say it. Um, okay. So, The Bird Revelation is the second one. And oh, Equanimity-
1: uh, the title is Equanimity in the Bird Revelation. Okay.
3: So, they, so when you're watching it on episode or on a Netflix, it like lists it as episodes, which mm-hmm. is interesting because they're both like two separate specials. Um, but yeah, the first one is basically just like any, like, uh, stand-up special that you watch like normally like with a you know in a theater or whatever um the second one looks to me and i don't know this for certain because i didn't do any research on it but looks to me like he just kind of was like hey here i am i'm just gonna like talk and that's
2: that's, that's exactly that that's exactly what it was jesse i read that he basically he basically showed up at a comedy yeah. club, or, yeah. or, or they, the audience didn't know that they were going to be on the Netflix special. And it was like, surprise, it's a Netflix special. Yeah. It's like 50
3: people in the audience. Uh, yeah. Crazy. That's what I thought. Cause like, like I listened to uh, Joe Rogan. And so, like, he always talks about like the different like comedy clubs and stuff. And like, so I've heard him mention the Belly Room. And I've also heard him mention that Chappelle does that. He just shows up places and is like hey guess what like i'm gonna talk so which is awesome for the audience but also really sucks for whoever is on because like imagine like you're like they're like oh dave Chappelle's on so he's gonna just gonna like pop up and like do like 20 minutes and you're like okay cool and then you're like shit i've gotta follow dave chapelle <laughs> yeah because yeah. <laughs> like, like in in the bird revelation which like I loved better than the and equanimity. I liked both of them. I thought they were both Tupperwares, but if I'm going to like rank one over the other, the second one for sh- sure. But that's just my, my preference. Like I like to watch comedians um, work out. So like it kind of, it like excites me when I'm like seeing like a bit that's like taking, like that they're trying to form or yeah. that they're like, yeah, like I've got this idea. I'm trying to get it out. And like you can, you could tell that that's what it was because I mean, he's like sit, like he's like thinking of things. He's starting to, he's like laughing before he's even saying it. And then he's like, he's like hitting the stool with the mic. Like, can't like, he's like, I got to get this out, but it's funny. So I got to process it first and now I can get it out. So, um and in that one, he starts to talk about like what happened to him, like, with the Chappelle show and everything, so like he's kind of dancing around it the entire special, and then at the end he he basically tells a story that's a metaphor for that. So like, if you ha- like if you have Netflix and you love Dave Chappelle, you gotta just watch it. Like, stop what you're doing, go watch it right now. Like, it's hilarious, it's fantastic.
1: It's only an hour too, so
3: yeah, yeah, it's not long at all, but like.
4: Yeah. This just, absolutely sucks because I was going to watch that because it was advertised on Netflix today just before I watched um, The End of the Fucking World, and I thought that it was that other double bill that they brought out, you know, uh, like, a few months ago. Shit! <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. Is it well, good?
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, the the crazy thing is that he's already getting shit for the trans stuff that he talks... So, like, in the first one, he talks about, like... Um, he talks he has jokes that are like around the transgender community yeah so like he's already seeing lash, like um some lash from that like that from that community which is kind of like uh like come on like he's a comedian
1: yeah like yeah. i like, I'm, I'm with you me- jesse I'm with you i'm I'm one hundred percent with you that's they I think there's humor in everything and and I think like I think you can laugh and make jokes about everything if you if, if if that's what you're paid to do, if that's your job, so you know I mean I think we I think we all need to kind of sometimes laugh at ourselves too. I think it's healthy um I think people need to separate the jokes from like sometimes they need to separate that stuff, so sure but.
2: But but that's, you know, Dave Dave even says it in, in the special. He yeah. everything's funny until it happens to you. And he's not I mean, he's he's right. You, he's can, laugh at, right. <laughs> you can laugh at you can laugh at you could laugh at anything. Sometimes we become sensitive if it happens to us. We say, Well, it's not funny. But you thought it was funny yesterday when when it didn't happen to you. Right. So and, and he even says it in the special too, Jesse, about how um you know, he's like, I have nothing against the trans community. I was telling a funny story, basically. I'm making a joke here. i um, I, I don't care what people do. Like, if if you feel like you want to be this person over that person, more power to you. God bless you. Go do it. You know. So it's, um, I, I yeah, that. Well, things are it, things I'm are so funny. glad that you said that. Things
1: are funny too when yeah. you're not exposed to them all the time. When something new, right. if you're introduced to something new that you're just like, what is that? That's so foreign to me. That's kind of funny. And then somebody tries to make you feel bad about it. And then, you know, and then you feel bad about thinking it was funny for that moment. When maybe it's not funny, (laughs) you know, it shouldn't be funny. I don't know. I, it's hard right. to it's hard to pinpoint humor and what strikes certain people as as, yeah. as what's funny and what's not funny. Um, so did did right. this bit, Did this whole bit come from him talking about transgender
4: people? Did this come from when in the last double bill that he did, he spoke about yes. how he was going to help a transgender person yes. up, and he yeah. said, yep. "That's what yeah. it's from." Because me and Beck spoke about that on Lola, like you know, mm. months ago. So it comes mm-hmm. from that shit.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why did I fucking watch well, this?
4: Jesus. <laughs> is-
1: Dan, Dan, Dan. It's it- not the end of the fucking world.
3: Uh, <laughs> hey. yeah, it all comes back around. <laughs> uh. Dude, like the thing about it is, though, that like even if like okay, so let's take the concept. It's not funny until it happens to you, but and then it happens to you. But then even after it happens to you, mm-hmm. like most people, like couple weeks down the line a month or two down the line like can then go back and be like okay that was really fucking funny like so you can remove yourself from it and if you can do that and find the humor then you can kind of get past Uh it that way and i also think that like a lot of times like with comedy like when you bring up that stuff and you you find the humor in it you're telling truth like when it within that and you're also raising awareness for whatever situation that it, they're talking about, or they're you know making light of. So like, I don't, I I've never really agreed with that whole like philosophy where it's like, oh, like no, like this is sacred. It's like yeah. no, it's comedy. Like really, nothing is sacred in comedy. Like no. I, exactly. I
1: I you know like you know I talked early <laughs> at the beginning of the episode about my my uh, suicide attempt. Um, <sighs> I uh, I literally like literally like moments after I attempted suicide um i was around some people and i turned it into a joke and they, it was like so inappropriate like right. <laughs> it was so it was like the most inappropriate time for me to do it cuz like they're looking at each other like what the fuck is wrong with you
3: you <laughs> laughed what we like,
1: i don't know i don't remember if they laughed or not i was um i uh,
4: oh. i i sw- do you want, do you want to tell people where you were when you told these people what you just did
1: I, uh, I slipped my wrist. Hold on. I'll tell the story. Fuck it. Why, why not? I slipped my wrist. I wanted to, I wanted to kill myself. I slipped my wrist and, um, I, uh, immediately regretted it after I did it. Um, I'd been, you know, I'd been drinking and, um, somebody said something that reminded me of something that I had heard from my childhood that, and it just triggered something within me, something from my past and I just, it just it triggered something so i was like i i ran for the razor and you know yeah cut my wrist sliced my wrist open and uh, as soon as i did it i was like what the fuck and i didn't do that pussy you know that fucking pussy uh horizontal shit i went vertical motherfucker you went vertical fucking hey yeah i got the scar to prove it and i'll show anybody if you want to see it i don't give a fuck Yikes. um but yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah, Great. so like after that happened, like literally like moments after that happened, um, I'm like, you know, they're like on the phone, you know, at the hospital and stuff like that. I, I, and, um, I, uh, I was like trying to calm everybody down, like tell everybody I'm fine. So I, I, Put a sock on my hand and started doing like a little sock puppet show. Oh my and, god! And a little bit of blood started trickling through the sock, and I was like, "Oh, I seem to have cut myself shaving." Oh. <laughs> this is moments after I after I tried to commit suicide. People, like, Jesus. you know, and so it's like you know, you got to take that power back, and like, yeah, I, you know. Um, you got to take that, you got to take your power back. You can't let (laughs) shit fucking affect you. Yeah. Fucked up. Right. I think everybody was like, I don't know. Like everybody kind of looked at each other. Like, should we laugh? That's kind of fucking funny, but I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, yeah. So, uh, that's a thing that happened to me. Um, I just just wanted to give that story some kind of context cause it was getting really dark. Oh no, that's (laughs) fine.
4: That's fine. (laughs) Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah. Oh, man. But, I mean, as far as comedy goes, I've said this, like, with Beck before. You know, um, Terry Gillingham, one of the Monty Python crew, he always said that – um nothing should be sacred because as soon as you as soon as you can't make fun of something then you make it taboo so it's like people that you know like i mean in a very american example like you know like all the gun law stuff like lots of people don't like talking about that sort of thing but if you tell people you can't talk about this subject then you give that taboo subject power which makes it worse Mm -hmm. so to be able to like get it out there in a dialogue for everyone to be able to laugh at like different points. And especially like you were saying, Jess, if the comedian is smart enough to actually make genuine points and tell the truth about things, then, you know, it it dilutes the situation. It's, uh, it's really important. It really is, man. Being able to laugh about stuff is so fucking important.
1: Yep.
3: Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I mean, like, and the crazy thing is that, like, in the second, in the second episode or the bird revelation, um, belly room, uh, special, like, the shit that he talks about at the end with the Chappelle show, like that shit is super dark too. Yeah. And you're just like, what the fuck? But you're also laughing hysterically. Like, you're just like, what well, I don't, I don't know what to do. Like, this is such dark, but like, like he had to get it out somehow. You know what I mean? It's like, I have to joke about this somehow because if I don't like, it's going to just kill me. You know what I mean? So I don't know. like, just laugh,
0: you know, just laugh.
4: What's <laughs> the well, so two Tupperwares? Yep. Oh, wow. it's, it's a Tupperware. It's, oh, yeah, for It's sure, so 100%.
3: good.
1: So good. I'll be watching that tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Did you guys want to take a break, or do you want to move into our final discussion? Oh, I had one more good pop, bad pop. Jesus oh. Christ, you guys. Okay, go for it. What do you got? <laughs> we'll we'll, you got we'll listen. Hey, Dan, we'll, we'll do your good pop, bad pop, then we'll take a break and come back with our final discussion.
4: Okay, cool. I've just uh, been able to catch up on the Orville, which I hadn't watched for, you know. Uh, you know, I hadn't, yeah. I hadn't sort of watched it at all. and um, I'm,
1: I, I'm two episodes behind, but uh, what are you thinking about the Orville?
4: Oh, it's a Tupperware, man. <laughs> it's an absolute Tupperware. Uh, I, Matt Kirby gave it to me for like a, you know, a, a Christmas present. Um, and I've just sat there and me and Kat bins the whole damn thing, I think over the course of two nights. And it is... Amazing! It's absolutely amazing. Not only is it hilarious, but the production values are brilliant. Mm -hmm. And the writing on this show is so damn good. And not just comedy wise, but like, I I particularly remember like the third episode. Yes. Which is, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it was Joe Vitale said on the page that that episode is like up there with like some of the greatest star trek episodes that's how fucking poignant and important and you know human that the uh the the writing in this show is it is absolutely fucking incredible and the fact that the guy that made family guy came up with this did he write it yeah he wrote it yeah okay because that's
3: what i was gonna ask you because i haven't watched it yet but i've heard like i've heard all like on just on the leftover army page like how many people are like yeah this is awesome and i just haven't gotten around to it but like that yeah. that's really surprising to me.
4: Yeah, I know. And he basically brings in like co-writers for a lot of the different episodes and stuff. But he is a writer know. on every single episode.
1: I oh, I, I tasted the first episode. I, I actually did a uh, one of our bumpers on the bumper series. Yeah. I, I watched the first episode and I tasted it, and I said it's something that I'll that I thought that would probably get cancelled, but it was it was enjoyable enough for me, and then. Um, upon, you know, watching further episodes and by the time I got to episode three, like yourself, I was sold. And uh, it's mm. it's it's a Tupperware now and it's been renewed for a second season. So this show is just, it's it's surprising on so many levels, man. It's it so is. Good.
4: And like some of the sci-fi writing in it is like shit we've never seen before. It is, some of the ideas that they've come up with are absolutely brilliant. It, it's awesome. And one of the other things I really enjoy about it is that they get a different director for a lot of the episodes. And so we've, we've had John Favreau and Jonathan Frakes. direct An episode
1: each. Now it's my question. My question to you, Dan and, 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 uh, Jesse and Rebecca, um, Rebecca, are you watching this at all?
2: I haven't had time to go back to it. Um, I, I'm going to go and watch the whole thing though, because I know everybody's raved about it. It's
1: all on Hulu. So I definitely would check it out.
2: Yeah. I'm going to go back and re and watch the whole thing. I just haven't had time.
1: Um, I my question to you guys is okay before this came out one of the things that I was saying to everybody um was why aren't we going to get the Galaxy Quest TV show and like I yeah. th- you know yeah. that now hold on that, that now that now, now that talk has changed okay because like now it's like are we too late for the Galaxy Quest TV show because they're still talking about it mm. I mean and a lot of the original cast is 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 in agreement to come back and do this Galaxy Quest TV show is are they too late now has the Orville kind of like come in and stolen their thunder?
4: I really think that they are too late man because mm-hmm. I don't see because I love Galaxy Quest the movie as well I absolutely love that movie and when you said you know the news that they were thinking about doing a TV series I was yeah. like fuck that's amazing yeah. and that was right around the time that this came out Right. and then I sat down and I watched this and I was just like oh my god they're done it's like if they do release the, the show if it's not up to the like the standard of this then that is going to get axed like quicker than so you, you
1: get can... I mean like how are they going to get some of these guys like is you know could, you're not going to be able to get Sam Rockwell to come back and do it, right? I mean, are they? Like, I mean, Tim Allen, he's free now. He he lost that gig over at ABC, whatever that show was, that Last Man Standing. Um, yeah, I know CMT was talking about bringing it back, just like they brought Nashville back or whatever. But um yeah,
4: and I, I mean, it's going to be going to be a huge hole left as well because obviously, right. you know, sadly Alan Rickman passed
1: away. Exactly, too. and and it's, right. but they could bring on another. Actor to play that alien species. Yeah, actor, of course. You know, like yeah. another actor. But, but is,
4: but is he gonna be like Alan Rickman? Is he gonna be as good yeah. as him? No, <laughs> like, no, 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 nobody can,
1: nobody can do what Alan Rickman did. And so no. that's the thing. It's like, you know, and Sigourney Weaver, I could see her doing that after she did Defender. She needs something to, yeah. God, cause that was terrible. Um, but I, I just feel like, man, I, I feel like this galaxy quest kinda like, that that TV show just kind of like flopped around for so long and they did nothing with it. They didn't get anything going that they missed the boat on it, man. Like unless you drop it on Netflix, like and it's easily bingeable, like all like eight, nine, ten episodes, whatever. Like I don't really – I don't care if we get a Galaxy, Galaxy Quest TV show now, which is sad because like if you would have asked me – like literally go back and listen to me and Jake talk about it. I'm like, oh my god, they should drop this Orville show and why am I not getting my Galaxy Quest TV show? <laughs> and now yeah. I'm just like, oh my god, Galaxy Quest – now Galaxy Quest missed the boat. Like that's that's where we are like six months later. It's crazy. And
4: I, it is I, And I can't believe like that – all of the all of the cast in the orville they're they're so damn good yeah and like they play the comedy perfectly but like all the actual like heartfelt real moments in it Uh. there's one i think it's called oh shit into the fold which is um mark jackson who plays isaac the robot and he has to look after like the doctor's kids i
1: love that episode
4: that episode is um, it's yeah, amazing it's so good. It's
1: so damn good i but, and thank oh, god adrian palicki enough. thank god adrian palicki's in something good other than Yay. other than friday night lights <laughs> i mean she was like the i mean she was the she was gonna play wonder woman on tv and then that. Mm. that, that she, oh my god that pilot was terrible <laughs> was oh it was so, so bad do you remember when you played like, yes. the dubbing
4: over and over again?
1: Yes. Yes. I remember. I reviewed that episode on the show, and I played clips of it on the episode. It was terrible. That show was I terrible. Still, I still play people that
4: dubbed track. i would show them it on my phone. i like, look at this. It's awful. Uh, it was
1: terrible. If you can find that pilot online, I found a site that was carrying it, and I watched it and uh I couldn't believe how bad it was. It was just terrible, and it it's oh God, it was all and I love Adrian Plicky, <laughs> like I love her. I loved her in Friday Night Lights. I loved her in John Wick, but like she did the Wonder Woman thing, what a, she was in another show that just got canceled. that was just terrible, but like I was just like so thankful that she's involved in the Orville and it got renewed for a second season because i I really like her. I want her to be in something good. So yeah. yeah, and
4: I mean some some of the cameos in this as well are just they're just like, like, just not aware of what's about to happen. Yeah, and then
1: some huge names. Oh my god, yes, fucking a. Oh my god, and like I I I love um uh, I know if if some of our listeners listen to Hollywood Babylon, you're familiar with Ralph Garman, who's Really good friends with Seth McFarland Mac- Seth because you know, and Ralph does some voices for you know Family Guy, and Ralph is really good friends with Adam West because Ralph does an amazing Adam West impression. But uh, Ralph Garman is going to be on the next season of, uh, of The Orville, uh, according oh, to really? yeah, according to Ralph, he said that him and Seth. Well, Ralph got fired from K Rock. Uh huh, his radio station. So, like, he's, he's just basically doing Hollywood Babylon shows, and he started up his, I think he's doing his own podcast now called The Ralph Report, which he's gonna interview, like, guys, like, you know, that he's friends with in the business, which I'm, I'm looking forward to that. So, that's cool, but.
4: That's cool, cause I've listened to the, um, Inside You with Michael Rosenbaum. Yeah, yeah. That's that's some really interesting stuff because he doesn't fucking hold back when he asks people questions.
0: No, no. <laughs>
4: it's really good. It has to be like the right guest though for him to to actually make it an interesting show. But yeah, I love yeah. that podcast. That's really funny.
1: Oh man, I'm so glad that you are digging the Orville as well. So it's amazing. Yeah,
4: it's absolutely amazing. It's like I mean, because I watched uh, Discovery. I watched the first two episodes of that, and I thought that was absolutely brilliant. And then. I saw everyone that was getting further and further along in the series online just going, this is getting worse and worse. And then yeah. by like episode five, people just drop off.
1: That's what happened to me. I, I I dropped off by five. And I'm like – and I was like I – was, I was getting into it. And then by episode five, I was like, OK, I'm kind of done. And like here I am yeah. on like episode nine of The Orville loving it. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on here? <laughs> up is down. Down is up.
4: It's like being in a parallel universe. It is, but it 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 uh, it makes me happy that Seth MacFarlane has made this thing, and his love for like Star Trek and sci-fi as a fan just fucking shines through. Yeah, it really really does. does. And like the the the, like I was saying earlier, man, the quality and the love that is in the show is it. You can just see it on the screen and in the acting and the writing. It's it's a beautiful thing, and it's funny as fuck as well. Yeah. Mhm yeah never love th- it
1: we need that. We need, as as fucking fans. Sometimes we need to stop prejudging shit. Sometimes we look at stuff and we're like, ah, fuck, Seth MacFarlane guy, start to fuck you. We everybody was doing it. Everybody yeah. was fucking doing it. Oh, that, oh, the Family Guy guy trying to do stuff. It's just gonna be stupid. It's just gonna be Peter Griffin on the fucking Enterprise. And it's like, yep. no, that's not what it is. It's a fucking love letter to Star Trek. We were all wrong. I I I, I wanted to give it a fair shake because I don't hate Seth MacFarlane. Than, like a lot of people like i i didn't like a million ways to die in the west i thought it was terrible
0: no. <laughs> um
1: you know i this was his last shot at being a leading man in my opinion in hollywood because he kind of like kind of killed it with that movie that movie was terrible ted too was not good even though he was just the voice i love ted the yeah. original but um yeah i'm glad this is working out for him because I, I i love it man it's so good Awesome. All right. Let's take a quick break. Jesus, this is longer than I thought it was going to (laughs) be. We'll take a break, and we're going to talk about this Jodie Foster business. We'll be right back. All right. Yes, we are going to finish the last part of the podcast here with uh, a discussion about uh, Jodie Foster and her recent statements. Apparently, she's not the biggest fan of the uh, superhero movie that uh, bitch crazy. It's yeah. going on. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, and this article yeah. comes, I'm going to read what, I'm going to read what deadline said about this. They went on to say, if you're waiting for Jodie Foster to direct or appear in a superhero movie, Don't Hold Your Breath, the Academy Award-winning actress did not mince words when she expressed her thoughts on superhero picks and similar blockbusters. In an interview with the magazine version of Radio Times, Foster, who recently directed the Archangel episode in the fourth season of Black Mirror, did not hold back when talking about movies of the Marvel and DC variety, saying going to the movies has become like a theme park. She added, studios making bad content in order to appeal to the masses and shareholders is like fracking. You get the best return right now, but you wreck the earth. Then in a final jab, she said, it's ruining the viewing habits of the American population, and then ultimately the rest of the world. The actress turned director made it clear that she does not want to make $200 million movies about superheroes and that CGI and that sort of spectacle is not the reason why she makes movies I feel like quote I feel like I make movies because there are things I have to say in order to figure out who I am or my place in the world or for me to evolve as a person so that is how Jodie Foster feels about the superhero films and I wanted to kind of get your thoughts on those statements well Jessica
4: go first on this
3: one why <laughs> I don't—like, I don't know. This just sounds like—to me, it sounds ultra pretentious. Like, like, okay, like, uh, I want to figure out who I am in the world. Like, give me a fucking break. Like, like, there—like, she acts like there's been, like, no, like, good superhero movie. Like, has she even watched any of them? Like, I don't know. Like, it just— I don't I hate this quote. I hate everything about the stupid non article. Like I just don't oh I don't like it. It makes me mad.
1: Dan?
4: Um uh, I read the one that you sent me in, in our chat.
1: Yeah, I say I sent you I sent you a different one. I sent Dan a different one. I, I oh. yeah, I sent him <laughs> yeah, a different and, and, one. And the thing
4: is the thing is in that one is that it seems like uh, some of what she said has been kind of uh, she's just talking about superhero movies now, but she's actually talking about Hollywood as a whole. Uh, so the, the whole the whole thing, like with the uh, like the sequels and the reboots and yeah. and all of that sort of stuff that that seems to be what she was talking about. But she was using superheroes as like a specific example. Yeah. Um. So uh, I don't think you can use superhero movies and, as an example of this, especially with. Deadpool and Logan, you know, being like the prime examples of what can be done, like, I mean, you know, Deadpool comedy wise and and like an R-rated comedy, totally fucking different from, you know, the stuff that um, Marvel sort of normally gives us. And Logan, this dark, gritty, noir, road trip, Western movie, Mm. which, like, I mean, I don't think I've ever actually heard anyone say that they don't like that film. Except, right. for, except for me, obviously.
3: Well, yeah.
4: <laughs> even, even though I high-tasted it.
3: But <laughs> the, well, the interesting thing is that, like, how do you – like, okay, like, if, if you think that there's something wrong with that genre, let's say – and I actually did write – and I did take notes. This is, like, the only thing I took notes on, but – which I think is longer than the actual article. But, like, I did – like ask the question like was this quote taken out of context so like i did ask that question but like if you like if you're talking about superhero movies like and you know that tons of people are watching them why not use that as a vehicle to get whatever fucking message you want to get out like change it rather than just like sit there and admonish it you know what i mean like if you think something's wrong with it then take it and flip it like what? But like Dark Knight, like you're gonna sit there and say like that's not like a commentary you know what I mean? Like just yeah. what? <laughs> can, <laughs> I, what I,
1: can I kinda be devil's advocate here with all of this? Um, I guess. No, I I I really <laughs> I really feel like she does kinda have a point, guys, and I'm I'm gonna kinda break it down. I'm I love superhero movies, guys. I, I, that that's basically what a lot of this podcast is built on, okay? I love superhero movies. I mean, that's—I'm seeing my childhood being played out on screen now as an adult, and it's—it's it's magical. Um, the problem that we've kind of run into, though, is that Hollywood is chasing this too. The only studio that's really doing it right from the get-go has been Marvel Studios. So, what have we seen since then? We've seen all these other studios like Paramount, Fox. Um, everybody's trying to build like their own universe. Um, you know, Universal's trying to do it with like, they tried to do it with like the, the dark universe. Um, every, everybody's trying to find that, that next big franchise. Comic book movies are getting greenlit left and right. Look at what's happened over at Warner Brothers. They put, you know, and we're seeing the only, the only studio that's really done it right from the beginning has been Marvel Studios and yep. mm-hmm. we 've seen kind of like the rest of Hollywood chase it and kind of fail um yeah. up until recently, of course, like with fox they they've they 've put out a couple good movies you know they they you know they 've done uh well with Logan and Deadpool and i 'm not saying that all those x men movies were terrible i mean there were some good ones in there too you know we had first class and and um you know uh Days of future past. I mean and they and you know the X-Men, the original ones were good and we've seen Spider Man do well, but like everybody's trying to to do like this 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 universe um with Mm -hmm. and we're seeing Hollywood chase this. It's we're seeing a trend in Hollywood that I don't like right now, with it's either low, low budget shit, like yeah, Bloomhouse Studios yeah, like get out and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. yeah, like A twenty four making movies, like you know, and I I love the A twenty four shit. Like, Lady Bird was great, um, and they had and A twenty four had a great year, a, a, and, and Blumhouse is, is is doing some really good movies. We're seeing low low budget movies, low budget horror movies, and indie films, and we're seeing really high budget. And I know some people are just like, shut the fuck up. I love superhero movies. Just listen uh, to me guys. It's it, uh, th- th- There's a much bigger fucking picture here. Okay. There's a much bigger picture here than you seeing a Spider-Man hang out with Iron Man. So I'm going to get to that, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's, you're seeing these big budget movies like justice league, $300 million. And it failed. Like, like, it's, right. it didn't make the money that they wanted to make. And so we're not getting mid-budget movies like we used to. We're not seeing mid-budget films. Like, Baby Driver was kind of like... The only one that really came out this year that did successful, studio yeah. studios mm-hmm. studio. It's hard for studios to bank on that. So you've got studios putting all their money into like big budget movies, trying to keep up with, um, you know, Marvel Studios and what they're doing, and then you've got other studios playing it safe, just coming out with low budget shit and then hoping to pull in a profit. And it's, and 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 this is the, it's, I feel like this is no different than like when Metallica came out against Napster for Pirate... <laughs> for pirating music, like in the late nineties and early two thousands. And everybody was like upset at Metallica, like, fuck you, you know, cause we, we all loved Napster. Like we were getting all of our music for free and shit. And I think like now, you know, you know, 15 years removed from that, we can kind of see like what that did to the music industry and like how it did affect, you know, music. And in my opinion, it did. And so and I, I don't wanna blame the superhero movies. I, I'm not blaming superhero movies. I'm I'm not blaming the films themselves. I'm not blaming the directors, the actors. I'm blaming studios here. I'm blaming studios for chasing after what Marvel's doing. They're oh. and I think it's 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 hurting the mid budget films. I think it's hurting box office in general. This this year Ticket sales were the lowest that they've been in 25 years. Yep. And uh, I mean, this is according to the box office mojo, but it's the lowest it's ever been. And we're seeing the effects of this with, and I'm hoping movie pass is enough to like get more people back in theaters and, and hopefully help out in 2018. Cause a lot of people that are getting the movie pass are millennials So hopefully more millennials will pick up movie pass. Hopefully more movie people will pick up movie pass and help, you know, pad, um, the box office a little bit. But it's also like, we're also seeing like, um, and I know I'm, I'm going on and on and on and on here, but we're also Mm -hmm. seeing like the, the movies are struggling right now. They're trying to, studios are trying to figure out ways to, to do things differently. Um, Mm -hmm. we're seeing them talk about maybe movies coming out on video demand sooner, video on demand sooner, Like, it's typically now a movie will come out and then four months later you'll be able to get it, you know, on Blu-ray or Video On Demand or, you know, buy it Mm -hmm. on iTunes. And I remember, like, the first movie to come out three months after that was, like, the Johnny Depp Willy Wonka movie. And, like, that was kind of like – it was kind of like a big deal. Like, it's out in three months. Like, whoa, you know? But now they're talking about, like, maybe even making movies – available sooner and I don't like that guys. I think it's a sign of like movie theaters dying. Um yeah. And yeah. I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't I I love the superhero movies, but I don't want the studios to chase after that and for it to actually kill it in the long run. The bigger picture here. I'm not saying superhero movies are bad. I'm just saying like how studios are handling this shit is bad. And yeah. And now now we're seeing and, and I'm even more worried about Fucking Netflix and Bright, that shit. Because, and I, <laughs> yeah. think, I think the critics hate it so much because I think that they are seeing what we don't see. I think the critics are seeing what we don't see is that if that movie is successful, it could make theaters like more of, <sighs> if theaters, well, make start,
4: them, it'll make them obsolete. It'll, is what you're trying to say? Well, right. it'll,
1: yeah, and it'll make it basically so that you're paying thirty dollars a ticket to go see a fucking movie, right?
4: Yeah, and yeah. we're getting there already over here, man. I mean, it's right. it's tw- it is, it's about twenty pounds to see like an IMAX 3D movie, mm-hmm. and yeah. that is that's literally like twenty eight dollars. Oh my god,
3: it's so much money. Yeah. um yeah, it's not it's not that different over here either. Except for we now have movie pass. So yeah. that kind of alleviates that whole cost type of thing. Yeah. So like Brian said, like hopefully that will kind of like get more people into the theater um, to see more stuff. You know, because that really does. I just want, guys. I I just,
1: I want the business to thrive. I want movies to thrive because I love going to the theater, and I don't want to see that go away. And I don't want it to be to the. I don't want it to get to the point where it's like a movie comes out, it has a run in the theater for a month, and then I'm able to watch it. It's like that's gonna kill it. That it's dead at that point. Nobody's going to the theater. You're just gonna wait a month and watch it with your family. Um, Yeah and i am for some people they some people don't give a shit they don't they right. they want that instant gratification after a month or whatever and they don't give a fuck and to those people i i am not on that page with you i i love going to the theater and i want uh, it's it drives me crazy <laughs> like i don't agree i don't agree i don't think it's i don't think it's fair for her to single out superhero movies but i think don't. that's what she i think <laughs> I think she's seeing a bigger picture. She's talking about a bigger picture here than just superhero
3: films. Yeah. Yeah. But do you think, like, the superhero films, like, they're keying in on, like or, well, not necessarily keying in, but trying to key in on, like, the state of affairs, like, in the world today. So, like, you see the trends and, like, stories that come out, like, throughout like, the decades. It's like, okay, like, you know, fantasy's big when, like, shit's going down in the world. Yeah, yeah. And so the same thing with superheroes, it's like, now we can actually make those movies, so that's the way to escape, except for the mistake that the studios make is that they don't attach good stories to them, or to all of them, not because we all know that there are great superhero movies. It's just that for some reason she was just like, no, there are none, which is like dumb. Like that's just like a dumb thing to say. It's like don't like at least be a little bit more specific with what you're yeah, trying to yeah, say.
1: Yeah,
3: because it, it's it, not it feels that she like hasn't she's made it's, science fiction shit. Yeah. you know what I mean. Which is not that far removed from comic books. Right. Like it really isn't. Like so to say that and to pretend that you're not doing things that are similar is just so silly like your archangel episode is not like that's science fiction like it's really not that different from comic books like sure it wasn't a comic first but could have been like i don't know like
1: yeah but see there's a difference between making see i don't know man it's so hard for me because like i the problem is it's like a movie like if you would th- if you would have throw that her episode Archangel into the theater, how much money would it make? I mean, it couldn't right. it, it might not make a lot of money. Think about like what Blade yeah. Runner 2049 got. You know what I mean? It's like th- and I think that that movie should have that movie should have made a profit. It's that good of a movie. And, I, Dan, I know you don't like it. But, like, I think that that movie should have made a profit. But that's just me. That's just me. I, th- I think that that's a good enough movie to make a profit. Um, but it didn't. And so, like, that that hurts movies. And that hurts a studio. And
4: um, Yeah. One of the things that she was talking about, which, like, a lot of the articles, because I've read a few of the others as well, that people have kind of skimmed over, is that she did cite superhero movies specifically but mm-hmm. we're talking about things like transformers and stuff like that yeah. these these huge yeah. spectacle movies like uh, even like pacific rim i would use as an example as well it's a big spectacle movie mm-hmm. you know it's 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 things beating the shit out of each other they're like the scale is enormous and they want to like add they want those movies because they you, you can sell imax and imax 3d and real 3d tickets because it's going to enhance the experience and that's one of the reasons why you know ticket prices are going so high because less people are attending like all the the regular viewings in these smaller films
1: That's see that's why so, i, I mean, love movie pass it's like movie pass yeah. if, if more people can like feel like they don't have to just go to the movie theater to watch like the big you know uh popcorn yeah. Transformers flick or the Fast and Furious or you know they can go to the movie theater and they can like oh you know what let's go see Ladybird you know right. yeah let's let's you know let's go see Ladybird let's go check that movie out you know yeah
3: Yeah. you can like take a chance on something that you normally wouldn't because if it's not as good as you want it to be or if you don't even have an opinion on it and it's not great it doesn't matter because you're like all right well i gave it a chance but it wasn't the best but i'm not like breaking my wallet over it and like if you live somewhere like i do which i mean there's just a ton of theaters but like I also have a, a really small independent theater um, in my town and they play all sorts of weird shit. So, like, I mean, they play like almost any indie film. They play it for like at least a couple weeks. Yeah. But then they're also playing stuff like they also play old stuff. So it's really interesting to be able to. So, like you know the stuff that sometimes when you talk about it Brian um like when you're like oh i have to drive like 45 minutes like mm-hmm. almost always that film is going to be at that independent theater yeah so and i can use movie pass there so i'm like okay cool like i just go in this old awesome old theater you know and watch this movie that i might normally wouldn't have watched you know
4: just- yeah i mean for me there's that the, for me there's two different sorts of people that are to blame for like the, the decline one is hollywood in general like the fact that and you can't blame marvel studios for this because they built the model of how like you were saying earlier brian they built the model and that is why they're so successful because they started like Reasonable with Iron Man, you know. I mean, don't know what the budget was, probably yeah. like 150 million or something. Yeah, and that was a great movie, and then you know the sequels carried on and then we got more characters and then it, it did become bigger and bigger but with with the superhero stories the stories do get bigger because you're looking at more characters you're looking at greater threats and things like that but that's just a natural well, evolution that isn't anyone's th- fault
1: those <laughs> stories might not speak to jodie foster but jodie foster also probably did not grow up reading comic books
4: no, exactly. Right. She was she was in acting school, so, exactly. <laughs> studying the form. Exactly. Yeah. So it's but, uh, it's. But... I was going to say, dude. Like, so Marvel. I, you can't blame Marvel for this. You can't blame any Marvel superhero. Oh no, 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 no! They, you can't. They were the one. They were the ones that took the risk in the first place, and it's paid off for them in fucking dividends. Um, yeah. But but the other studios that have kind of like tried to follow suit, like right. you know Warner Brothers and stuff, they're 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 trying they're trying to get to where Marvel is too quickly, and we yeah. are getting bad films because of it. I I love Man of Steel and. Justice League wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be but it was by, but it was in no it was in no way a good film it was a mess even though the action was pretty good the, the special effects fucking terrible but um, you know a lot of characters had like really good moments in it so it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be it wasn't like a suicide squad or a batman versus superman and um but but they're trying too hard and too fast to get to where marvel is and that's all they're thinking about hollywood only thinks about the money that's all the shareholders all the execs that's all they think about and the second group of people that is to blame are the people like you were saying earlier they're the ones that they want that instant gratification they think oh i don't want to go fucking see like you know this particular movie in the cinema i would rather wait at home and you know like get it on you know rental or whatever but the people that do love cinema like us the people that actually want to go see those movies and like jess was saying you know i i recently went and i saw a reviewing of predator in the cinema because i'd never got to see it in the cinema oh yeah yeah
1: that came out in 87 i was nine like exactly man yeah i was i was five so i I remember the first time I, i i hadn't even seen predator yet the first time I heard about Predator, I was listening to an older kid talk about it and hanging on his every word. Uh. And he's like, "Yeah." And at the end of the movie, like, it, he's got a bomb strapped on him, and it starts beeping. And I'm like, well, "And then what <laughs> happens?" What you know? I'm like hanging on every word. <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah. So I've, I've seen, I've seen Terminator, I've seen Predator, I've seen Back to the Future, like all all the re releases. I've seen them in the cinema because they're they're brilliant examples of cinema, which is an art form at the end of the day. And seeing them, how they were supposed to be viewed, is I, I absolutely love that, man. I, I don't mind dropping the money for the classics and, and the movies that I'm really interested
1: in. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
4: but, it yeah, it's just, I, I just think that, and I know Hollywood is, is, is a business model, you know, that right. they're there to make money. But from, you know, it started... When we didn't even have sound in films and people sure. were just making movies and then we got, you know, talkies and it,
1: hey, it, it's – Dan, it's am, I, am I the – OK. Am I the dinosaur here? Hold on. I'm, I'm going to ask this. Am I – are we the dinosaurs here and, and is it the, – uh, the millennials are going to take over? I'm not uh, – yeah no, Ooh, I'm targeting millennials. Fuck off. <laughs> All right, hold on. No 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 no. We're, we're just we're different. Okay, that's the thing. I was raised differently. Um, I wasn't raised with like the internet and tablets. Like right off the bat. I mean that shit didn't come around until I was like you know well into my teens. And so hold on. Like it's it's one of those things where you know I, I'm used to going to the movie theater. Like I I go to the theater and. um Am i should I should we let that go because I I brought up earlier I brought up um Bright um the mm-hmm. the new film that Netflix mm-hmm. released the Joel Edgerton uh, Will Smith movie which the yeah. critics panned critics panned it hated it I watched it it's not a great movie but It's better than I thought. It the the, the critics gave it, gave it credit for. Yeah,
4: um, I quite liked it. I watched it as well. I
1: thought uh, it was all right. Dan, the end was predictable. Like the ending yeah, is just yeah, like predictable course. shit. Like I did love the setup yeah. of the world, though. I felt like at the beginning, I was like, "Man, this feels like this feels like I'm re- like a comic book. Like this could have been yeah. a comic book. Like oh, okay, somebody wrote a comic, and they're like, oh, okay, let's take the year 2017 and let's throw some uh, fairies in there, some morks and elves." and he's yeah. a policeman and here's okay cool we gotta here's our comic read it and then like now they made it into a movie and I'm like oh that's kind of a cool world they set up and I yeah. like I like Will Smith in it I thought like the ending's predictable they didn't reinvent the yeah. wheel with that fucking ending but other than that I kind of like I liked it um, I it's, feel, like, it's not badly made at all is it like right. everything is up but to par in it do you think the critics see something with this Netflix release that they see they don't want they do, they see something here like if 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 it plays on Netflix if it plays yeah. on Netflix why does it have to play in the movie theater
4: yeah, hmm. I reckon they do see that, man, because, I mean, we've even had it with, like, Stranger Things and everything. Like, Stranger Things got awards for, like— Yeah, but know, that's a TV but, show,
1: dude. I'm talking straight-up fucking movies, man.
4: Yeah, but this, this is what I'm saying, man. It was a TV show that was streamed, and they booed the fact that they got an award for it.
3: How did so, they— um...
4: That's a TV show. How the fuck are they going to react to movies really
1: badly? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, how did they react to that Idris Elba um, movie that came out on Netflix? The Beast of what No Nation. It? Yeah,
1: it was also released in theaters at the same time.
3: Oh, it was. Yes, okay. yes. All right. Because Never mind.
1: Yeah, it was, I was gonna say, I was because mm-hmm. like
3: there's, I, I was like, I know there's Netflix movies yeah. that have come out, mm-hmm. but even so, like that's like the that might be like the first. They you know, have to. They
1: saying. they have to screen. Like Netflix wants that to happen. Netflix wants them to be able to be screened either at a film festival or something like that. They have to screen them at a certain amount of theaters for it to qualify for like the Oscars.
0: Uh, and okay, things I like
1: that you know. so um definitely beasts of no nation they had that uh at, it at the same time that you could watch it at home on netflix you could also right, go to the go theater out. and watch it like and and i would highly like like to be quite honest with you like some of these movies it's like it's 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 the best way to watch it is get that theater experience you know so um, yeah most definitely i think that yeah. like I mean for me and like my friends
4: and people I know there's some of us that in like we understand or have studied like the art of filmmaking and you know we we know cinema we love it we know about cinematography and lighting and you know and scores and all that sort of stuff and those are my friends that we always go to the cinema to watch these like these movies that we want to see. I mean, I'm not saying that I go and see every goddamn movie. Sure. I mean, I've even boycotted some movies because I don't think that the studios deserve my money, and that's how I tell them that I don't want those particular films. I will just not see it. Yeah. And um, uh, but yeah, like so, my friends. There's only a few. There's a little group of us. So we always go and see movies. But everyone else I know, no one goes anymore. And and they never did. So I don't know where this this huge drop in attendance has come from because as far as I I know it's still all the cinephiles and all the people that love movies we're still going so I just don't know it, it, I'm assuming it's like a new audience that that isn't actually going to the cinema. They will go for the big event movies. They will go to Transformers. I mean, that's why it made fuck knows how much money. Yeah, And they will go and see Marvel because it's superheroes. And again, they are event movies now. Well, now they're event movies. So they'll go see those, but they won't support things like, you know, like three billboards or, you know, you know, like get out, you know, you won't all they're saying that fucking everyone went crazy for Get Out so that's not a very good example <laughs> but you know they were, but people won't go see like yeah Iron but Tonya it's gotta and, get that buzz Lady behind Run.
1: it it's gotta get that yeah. buzz behind it you know that's the thing yeah. it's like sometimes these movies they start off slow and then like all of a sudden then it gets it gets some buzz it's it, yeah it's it, like
4: then it's like you've gotta go see this right and then it, people will actually go but you know just I I'm, a, well, I'm a Shawshank Redemption
1: like. Shawshank Redemption was not a box office success no it just happens to be one of the greatest movies ever made, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, mean, I know
4: it, it's nuts. I do think it's it's the like the younger audience is probably not going to the cinema as much as we used to because, like you're saying, man, they can get it. They can get it on iTunes. They can get it on Netflix, and and they can get it at home. So they'll just go either they'll either wait or they will like buy it. Because yeah. wasn't it Snowpiercer? like if you bought it you could like watch it at the same time it was released or something like that on
1: itunes Was yeah. that right yeah that's true yeah. yeah exactly
4: so i mean you know huh. I, I, but again that is just that's nothing to do with us as an audience yep. that is the that's hollywood saying we want the fucking money like right damn now i saw snow even have
1: to- i saw snow in the fucking theater and i'm glad i did
4: yeah and but and they're like you can watch it now and you don't even have to leave your chair you can just yeah. put a credit card number in you can just order it and then you can have it so yeah. you can't you can't you definitely can't blame superhero movies for this you right. but you which can like, blame hollywood
3: yeah which is like either the same amount of pre- same amount that you would pay for the ticket
4: yeah if not more, <laughs> you know what
3: i mean or less <laughs> that you would pay for the ticket to get it right then like on your screen and like for i mean like you you have a lot of friends that you know are into cinematography and everything on the opposite end i have friends that are not into that or if they are not even like they really aren't like because like my like a couple of my friends will only go to the theater like if they have like a pass like if they have like a free pass that they got for like christmas or their birthday or whatever and then others who are like you know, I'm not going to spend money on this because if it's not great, like then I'm going to be sad that I spent that much money and they'd much rather like rent the movie and like on their couch. And even if yeah. the experience isn't the same, it's like, well, I mean, I can be on my couch and I can have my dogs like all around me. So like, why <laughs> why, why would I want to go to the theater when I'm going to have like dumb people who are talking around me? Whereas I could just have my dog who's cuddling with me. <laughs> like yeah. That's so much better and like I understand both sides because like it there are movies that like it's like oh if I didn't see this in the theater you know what I mean like that would have been so much I mean like like what could be a better example than like Avatar like that was the what like it's only a good movie if you saw it in 3D like that's the only because like Mm -hmm. it was such an experience that you're like holy shit like this is amazing but then you watch it at home and you're like well this is like the lamest, well, I, like you know. I could say the same. The, yeah, well, I could <laughs> like, say kind of. The the same,
1: I could say kind of the same thing. Like you're missing out. I, I'm going to tell people like. You're missing out if you didn't see Dunkirk in the theater. If you did not yeah. see Dunkirk and IMAX in the theater, you are definitely not going to get the same experience that I did. Um, yeah. And if you didn't watch Gravity in 3D with a Sandra Bullock film when that came out yeah. in 3D, if you did not go to the theater and watch that in 3D, you did not get the same experience that I did when I saw no. that.
3: Yeah, I totally
4: agree or, with that. Sure. Uh, one, one film that I've never watched since I saw it in the cinema – because my experience was so amazing was interstellar i just Mm -hmm. i watched that in i didn't watch it in 3d i just watched it in imax Mm -hmm. and the sound system on that and the huge fucking screen it absolutely blew me away what i saw it was amazing and i've never gone back and seen it because i know for a fact it will never get that good again Mm -hmm. it was an amazing movie it was beautifully made it was brilliant i tupperware the hell out of that film But the experience of seeing it, you can only get it in a cinema. Mm. So uh, I just think that they're kind of preying on people's apathy that they just can't be bothered to get off their asses and go and like, you know, drop less or more money to go and see it. So I don't think it's a. It's definitely not a problem with superhero movies. And like Jesse bringing up. Avatar's fucking brilliant example, you know, everyone went to see that film because it was in 3D and because you wanted to experience what Pandora was like. You turn on the TV now, doesn't matter how big your fucking TV is, that movie's a piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) it made so much money so if you're gonna blame anyone if we've learned anything in this conversation blame fucking avatar
3: <laughs> <laughs> They started it all with that 3d shit
1: well i mean it's crazy why i mean the theaters are trying their damnedest to find different ways to get people to come out um you know d-box is another thing that you know they've been they've tried that to add something it's those uh what's that chairs that they have like there's transducers and the chairs have they can it they can move up and down like if you're watching
4: oh oh, okay right top yeah
1: yeah if you're watching top gun you know you know Ah. and you know mavericks flying up you know um it'll the chair will lean back and it'll move with it and it It's, 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 I've tried it once. I, I'm not a big fan of it, but I.
3: Like, um, like a, like a chair, like a really rudimentary version of like a haptic suit. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I,
3: I. (laughs) You gotta go see that like Ready Player One with that chair. With the haptic suit.
1: (laughs) You can, uh, I don't know. I'm just not a big fan of some of the gimmicks for the
3: movies.
1: Yeah, like the, do they like splash water in your face? Like I went and saw Shrek four Shrek four D. Um, <laughs> Shrek four D is like uh, it, it was cool. It's a cool experience. It's at Universal Studios, but like there's a part mm-hmm. where you like Shrek gets hit with water or something like that, and like the chair in front of you has <laughs> like a water that squirts you in yeah. the face. Uh, <laughs> and it's a, it's a fun little experience, you know. But you know, I don't want movies to like have to feel like they have to get to that point where like like hey guys come out and come to our 4d movie and then like yeah. you know a character on screen uses baby powder and then you smell baby powder in the theater you yeah. know and yeah. they're, they're trying to do all these different things to like get you into to come into the theater and it's like come on just, let's just yeah
4: i like simple one-off stuff that they do like when quentin tarantino did the hateful eight yeah not hateful eight was like Mac- no fucking hell yeah, the it was hate, hate, like, it, wasn't yeah. it. I was thinking I was thinking of the Adam Sandler movie. I can't remember what the hell yeah. that was called. Oh god. That, you know, like they, they dropped Yeah, they dropped um they dropped the temperature in some of the theaters. So people oh. were like there in all their like winter clothes and shit. Cause it was so cold. And then they would, they would play you the movie. And it's yeah. like that. That's like simple stuff, which like it, you know, leads to more sort of immersion, which is really cool. But I totally agree, man, like all this spraying water and tilting chairs and, you know, like the, the front of someone's chair, like pops open and you can like grab a fake ass when there was guys in top kind of playing volleyball, all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. It's not, you know, it's, it, <laughs> That's not the way it should be like the film should be able to speak for itself and but it speaks for itself on that giant screen with uh, with that sound system because at the end of the day that is what that's what they're designed for and that's how the movie should be seen so i mean the only movies that i probably won't see in a cinema normally are like comedies and stuff you know like like but like smaller ones that don't have a lot of kind of like you know grandiose spectacle going on or anything like that those are the ones i will wait for but you know i think us as cinema fans if you want it to carry on then everyone's just gonna have to fucking nut up and pay the money Unfortunately, but I mean, guys, the, that's, that's why
1: the, we got, that's why we got movie pass.
3: Movie pass. Yeah, exactly.
4: So. Yeah. I mean, we've <laughs> got, uh, um, unlimited is what we've got over here, which is, yeah. but you can only use that in like this particular brand of cinema. Uh-huh. Um, but that is, oh, that's like a hundred and. It's like about 15 pounds a month, which is about $20 or something like that. Mm-hmm. But then it's like unlimited and you literally just give them your card and you just say, I want to see this. And you can see as many movies as many times as you like. It's literally unlimited. So that's a really good way to go. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, who's who's to blame for this? I The only thing I could think of is that Hollywood is to blame. That's the only people I can blame.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm just, it's sad when when we're hearing things like, this is the lowest uh you know ticket sales in Hmm. the past 25 years and with studios getting that news getting those horrible returns it just makes me worried about the future of you know film cinema and so yeah i'm i'm hoping for the best but i'm expecting the worst yes do
4: you do you think that um jodie foster is correct
1: She's got a point. She just made it in the wrong. I think she she targeted the wrong films and the wrong fans. Um mm. you know, I yeah. I think I I you know, I like Jesse, you bring up a great point earlier when we, when you first started talking about it when you started talking about the Nolan trilogy, which I feel like mm-hmm. that's the furthest thing from, you know, for the, fur, the oh, furthest yeah. thing from like the problem. You know, I, right. uh, I there, and and of course like, you know, we've got uh, Logan, you know, which is like you know, that is such a great movie. I, I sure. think, but I think like for the longest, I I feel like there's this, there's studios that are that are chasing what Marvel's doing, and I think it's kind of hurting them in the long run. And it is agreed. It, yep, it's hurting it is because yeah.
3: like for some reason they think that they need to have everything all at once because Marvel already has it out. Like, so I don't know if they just if it has something to do with like toy sales and getting that, you know, PG-13 crowd out and they feel like they can't do it if they're not on the same page as Marvel, but at the same, like, obviously they're not there because like we said with Warner brothers are nowhere near the quality. Um, and it, it's just like, well, if you would just do your own thing, like yeah. how Logan and Deadpool, but bo- like both did their own thing, you're still, Like, you'll catch up in your own time. Like, it's not really about catching up. It's, like, about actually having quality movies. But when you see the money from it, they don't have that same... You know, they're like, Well let's just get the kids out, you know, like let's just sell some toys, like let's just sell Lego sets or whatever it is that they're trying to sell, you know. Yeah.
4: Um, it's just about money. That's it. They just yeah. they just want that money. They see what Marvel and, and you know, Marvel Disney are doing and they just want that. They want it for mm-hmm. themselves. That's all it's about. It's just right. about greed. And and they're hurting them like you were saying, Brian, man, they're hurting themselves mm-hmm. by doing that because their attendance the attendance is dropping, you know, Justice League may like fuck all for what it is. And I've said this so many damn times. It's the fucking Justice League. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For the first time. Yeah. And and they fucked it up. Yeah. They completely they fucked it up. And yeah. it wasn't just that movie that fucked it up. It was most of the other films that came before that. You know. It, oh God. <laughs> like they're, they're, almost they're, all of them. They're ruining it, and it's. Oh, <sighs> I mean, I mean, I mean,
1: what, you got to understand what like what what Dan's saying here. People is not he's not saying like. You're not saying, like, to the people that like Justice League. Like, You're saying, like, they had fucked up things so much before that that by the time they got to Justice League, it was never going to make the kind of money they wanted it to make. Like, they'd they'd set a bad trend earlier. Yeah,
4: exactly. Yeah, I mean, that was one of the reasons. uh, That was the reason that I I never dropped any money for it. Because, you know... I, I just – I love Man of Steel. I Tupperware it and then everything else. I mean I know I'm in the very, very small minority on the fact that I don't like Wonder Woman. I don't but, like it either, Dan. Uh, oh, my god. A woman uh, that doesn't like Wonder Woman. I haven't be- I
3: haven't talked about it like, to anyone, I don't think. <laughs> oh but, yeah, I didn't care for it. <laughs> oh, wow. Both, thank you so much. Yeah, both of I, uh, I don't think, care for that's
1: it. fine. I mean it's crazy because I loved it. I think I think that film did for little girls what – you know, all these other superhero movies have been doing for boys for years. a yeah, Concept, like for no, sure. Yeah, I don't. I, want, I don't I want this. I'm, all I'm saying is, like, I don't want this to turn into like a let's let's let's, uh, let's debate Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Wonder yeah, Woman. Yeah, I don't no, want. I don't I want to go. I, mean, there. I
3: don't want to bash it. Dan and I can yeah. talk about it later. No, I think um, like
1: you guys are. Definitely in the minority, like definitely, yeah, yeah. like well, it's sure. it's it's more <laughs> beloved yeah, well, like, than it is.
3: Like I avoid yeah. talking about it for that reason. Exactly. <laughs> like, That's
1: why we've never heard you say that before. Exactly.
4: <laughs> but um, you know, like so. But with with the DC thing, like Justice League, for anyone that was out there that loved it, that enjoyed it, more power to you. It's awesome. I wish I could have been one of those people. Yeah. Aquaman is my fucking boy. I wanted to see him done justice. No pun intended. But yeah. but. He is as okay as Jason Momoa was in that. He didn't get enough time. He needed a solo film first, Mm -hmm. just like The Flash, Mm -hmm. just like Cyborg. We need those solo movies first because – like I was saying earlier, if you've studied film and writing and stuff like that, that movie is a mess. It's convoluted. It, the, the special effects are terrible. The, the tone of it is so completely different from anything else that we've seen. It doesn't fit into this this universe that they, they say they're trying to create because it's, they're just releasing a movie, listening to what the majority of people say, and which is what with BVS a lot of it was, you know, Superman's too dark. It's, there's no levity in the film like the whole colour palette is too dark so what happens in Justice League, we get loads of jokes, we get a completely unrecognisable Batman in his character and then we get Superman who has, you know, he's got a brighter suit and he's cracking wise and he's, he's kind of like the Superman that that we know but it came from absolutely nothing. It doesn't make any damn sense. So that's why it's a bad film because in the continuity of the universe it's just not good. You know, it doesn't matter how many times I love hearing Ackman go Gee-haw! like fucking <laughs> the rock out of <laughs> my You know, it doesn't matter but it's, um, it, it, it just, it just doesn't work. So, you know if you're going to make that film because you're trying to rush to get to where marvel is getting you're going to fail so many fans that we're just going to drop off and you're not going to get the money in the first place yeah
3: and that's like why like the nolan trilogy worked so well is because they didn't have anything there was like nothing before it that they were trying to like compare it to or catch up to so that i mean i wasn't the biggest fan of the third one um but we kind of all know that that wasn't the original plan anyway. So, and there's that, you know, you can't, can't avoid that whole situation. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Just, Heath
1: Ledger died. You know. So exactly. Yeah.
3: So it's like, yeah. <laughs> couldn't really help that one. But like the first two work so well, because they did this whole thing on their own and had no, there was just nothing. They weren't like trying to play catch up with anybody or anything like that. They just went and did their own thing. And that's, What they should have done in the first place. I've been just been like, oh, go ahead. Christopher
4: Nolan makes great movies.
3: Yeah, that's what,
1: that's what he does, and the well, great movies. I, I'm in the total minority when it comes to the best. Ba- I've said it before. And I don't know if I you. Know, the
3: third I'm in one, the, the best, right?
1: The third one's my favorite.
3: Yeah, I know. I was just like, oh, Brian, how could you? But I love
1: it. Okay, I, I love it All so right. much. But
3: like, also with like, um, with like the Lego Batman movies, like the same thing. Like they didn't, they did what they wanted to do, and they made fun of like everything that yeah. has happened so like it works so well and it's so fucking funny because they didn't care about anything else that came before or after whatever they just did whatever the fuck they wanted to do and it's hilarious like i mean the part the part where like batman's like he he's like i don't want to do it i don't want to do it and he's like flopping around the stairs like oh my god it's brilliant it's brilliant and it's great it's a great movie it's a great dc movie like You can't have great movies centered around these characters.
1: Can we all just agree that Hollywood does need to make better movies too? Oh, Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. For
3: sure. 100%.
1: Yeah. So let's – I mean – I standard. I I think that Jodie Foster should have said – I think there's some truth in what she's saying, but she should have said it differently and maybe just not blamed superhero movies overall. Um, I think studios need to be – I think studios need to – um, take a lot of the blame here. And she does say that studio making bad content, but if you're just basically saying that superhero movies are bad content, then I, I think that you're 100% in the wrong. Um, yeah. to, to I'll just I'll go as to far say as say that. that
4: you're a moron if you think that. Yeah. And obviously you yeah. haven't seen yeah. enough superhero movies or any of the good ones. Right,
1: exactly. So.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, that's all I really have to say. Did you guys have anything that I don't want to cut you guys off if you had any final thoughts about this? oh no i
4: think i'm good okay uh i i will just say that um i do enjoy bad movies as well
3: <laughs> even if
4: something <laughs> even if something is but like uh, just true. sort of, just clearing up you know i fucking love sharknado i love those films oh, i know yeah. they're terrible i know they're badly made well, they, they I know I they're them. terrible you know yeah exactly as long you know, as you're they're, self-aware, they're self-aware. Right. And, and like, you know, I love The Room. Yes. The Room is one of the worst movies ever made, but my <laughs> God, is it funny? It's not supposed to be funny, but it is. So, uh, and this is what I'm, like, you know, when I'm saying, like, Justice League is a bad film, because it technically is, but it doesn't mean that people can't enjoy it for what it is. I mean, I've, like I said, I found myself going, woo, like that, like, at some bits, but that I can, I can recognise as a film fan and a fucking DC fan that it's not a great film. So, you know, come at me, bro. <laughs> but you know what I mean? You know, I like, I, like, I can recognize a movie it isn't yeah. technically fantastic, but right. I can still enjoy it. So I'm sure. not saying anyone's
1: wrong. No, it's all subjective too. And that's what exactly. I, it's all subjective. That's what I hate. Sometimes like, yeah. I, you know, honestly, I, sometimes I hate like when we do, I know when we do like a big movie, like, you know, Justice League or, or whatever, like I know going in that some people, or Star Wars. Like, I know going yeah. in, like, like, soon as, like, soon as, like, we give our ratings and if somebody disagrees, then I'm going to get a fucking tweet about it. But, like, uh. that's – no. <laughs> I should not bitch about that. I've put myself in that position by doing this podcast. Yeah. yeah. So sure. I have put myself in that position to where if some fucking Yahoo wants to get on Twitter and say, I disagree with your <laughs> assessment of the film. You know? If that fucking guy wants to do that, that's fine. That's what he does. And he, I'm yeah. gonna hear about it. But I, it's my fault because I'm the one who's putting this fucking podcast out, and I'm the one who has a Twitter handle that's made right. it easily accessible for any jack and any to fucking get a hold of me. <laughs> so right. well,
3: Brian. like I mean what about like okay so for instance on like ours we do a a weekly watch so it's like something that um, one of us hasn't seen and the other one gets to pick Yeah. so like there's a lot because I didn't grow up in a house full of boys I didn't see a lot of like 90s like 80s action movies yeah. so I'm going back and watching Demolition all of that. Man, uh, Demolition Man <laughs> was the, because like, it's like Ron, one of Ron's favorite movies and I trashed it like I just like I absolutely trashed that it's, movie like it's gotta be a movie it?
1: of its time then like you had to or watch like, it exactly yeah.
3: so like we're going like I'm going back and like trashing tr- 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 all this shit that like he loved <laughs> so it's like it's and like and it's so arbitrary because some of it like i love like some of it i thought is like amazing but like like we just watched time cop the other day and that was like that was so much fun to watch time cop but like <laughs> I, I hated demolition man like it's Ugh. like i don't know see i, <laughs> I
1: love know. demolition man i saw demolition man in the theater when i was 15 with uh jay um, oh, me and Jay awesome. watched me and Jay watched it together as fifteen-year-olds, and oh, it's so cool! The time, I, like
3: the time difference, I just couldn't get over it. Yeah. That was like the big thing for me. I was like, "Why is all of this different? Like in you, such a short amount of
4: time?" You, you want to know some an interesting fact about Demolition Man that you guys sh- might not know? Sure. Um, in the European version of Demolition Man, they changed Taco Bell to Pizza Hut because none of us fucking knew what Taco Bell was. So I, I and I was said this to I was talking about Demolition Man to Brian the other day because I was like I'm going to go watch Demolition Man now and I've never seen the European version. I've only seen the American version and they when they say oh we're going to go to Taco Bell they they just dub in Pizza Hut. But but then when they arrive at Pizza, Hut, in inverted commas, there's Taco Bell signs all fucking over it. Oh <laughs> they don't have the budget to change the signs or anything, and everyone's walking around in fucking Taco Bell uniforms with the purple waistcoats and shit. <laughs>
3: oh my god that's exactly that's like time cop where like they don't like everything is really low lit because they only wanted to pay for like one of the future cars so like in dc like you can't see any cars on the street because like they only show his one car that they just like plastered shit all over it because they're like (laughs) we don't want to make like a like a ton of these cars so we're, we're just gonna low light everything in the future <laughs> oh God, <laughs> the so good
4: oh there, there God. You go. another perfect example a movie that's not that good but i fucking love it too in fact demolition man and time cop love <laughs> them both but they're not necessarily very <laughs> well made that- time cop no.
1: that was the one with uh jean-claude van damme with the mullet did he have that's a mullet? Yeah, yeah. The
3: grief. Yeah. The grief mullet. Yeah, I, wasn't the uh, big,
1: I was not the biggest fan of that movie.
3: Oh, it's I love fantastic,
1: it But I love not it. because it's, it's good.
3: So yeah. Because it's
1: bad. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> because he like, when they go back in time, they get in the, sh- like what happens to the time cop car? Where does it go? It disappears. <laughs> he falls into like the river. Like <laughs> where does the fucking car go?
1: Yeah. Wouldn't that uh. be fucked up if that's what happened every time you watch back to the future? Like, the (laughs) DeLorean's just gone. (laughs)
4: Well, I guess I'm here now. Fuck?
1: He's just like, he's just sitting in the river with a flux capacitor in his hand. He's like, what the fuck is going on?
4: And a banana skin for fuel. Oh my All god. All right. Let's, uh,
1: let's okay. go ahead and we'll wrap this episode. Uh, not the, ah, uh, shit. I, I think I'm recording with Jake tomorrow for a two-parter or whatever. I don't know what we're doing, but yeah, if, uh, who knows. If you, if, if th- this might be the end of the episode, there might be more. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I'll figure it out tomorrow. And you'll figure it out here in a moment if the episode ends or not. So, uh, <laughs> all right, cool. All right, uh, yeah. If uh, Jesse, uh, if people want to get more of you, where they can get, you, where can they find you?
3: Uh, you can listen to Ron and my podcast called A Couple of Nerds. We have about like 20-some episodes up that you can just hear us argue about various movies and uh, video games. Um, and we have a Facebook, too, so you can get us on uh, that Facebook, too.
1: And, Dan, you're not doing shit right now, are you? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs>
3: all right. Cool.
1: <laughs> and, uh, all right, guys. Uh, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, well, no, Ami. Take
4: care. Bye. <laughs>